Hi, just to let you know, this is a little bonus episode that myself and Zach recorded last week uh, for Who Art Thou? This is uh, New Tunes Who Dis, where basically we talk about our favorite music. This is the bonus episode where we'll be talking about our favorite music of 2022. Uh, we're releasing this in February. Uh, most people would release this in December, but you know us, always on time. Anyway, I will say just a little quick disclaimer before you listen to the episode. At the very end, we had to run out very quickly because we were getting lifted to see the Viagra Boys. So this episode was recorded as kind of a pre-drinks before the Viagra Boys and me and Zach just talking about our favorite stuff. So it does end very abruptly, but we do get to go over quite a few bits, um, as you can probably tell by the length. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. And thank you so much for listening. And here is the theme music made by Zach Stevenson himself. Yo, Barrett. What are we talking about this week? New tune who did? What's good? Yeah, new tune who did? Let me tell you about the tunes we be fucking with. Pharisee and it popping with the heavy shit. Yeah, guys, XD musical analysis. We gush about the albums and we don't stop. But with Charlie XCX and I kinda pop. I love it when I hear the sound of the needle drop. Scratch your records and we skipping any small talk. Shit's wild, yo. But not really. It's just two nerds being nerds. Bitch! But the fuck, I can't, I can't remember what the bit is. <laughs> uh. Right, are we good to go? Do you need a bottle, bottle opener? Nah. Nah? Nah, 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 nah. What are you going to open them with? Open the show with... Uh, the cans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, so... Uh, what are nah, we nah, doing nah, again? Nah, oh, yeah. nah, nah. We're going to do the best of... Nah, 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 nah. Get jiggy with it. Nah, nah, nah. That's what we're doing. Everybody did their last... Their, their fucking version of this, like, a month and a half ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, what? But always... St- stay, while staying always on time, we're going to be doing the best of 2022... Uh, a nostalgic look a nostalgic back at look. a time that has passed. It was yes. a good year. It was, it was a, a crazy year. year. It was kind of mental. In what way? Personally. Oh, personally. I think, but I think not just for me, but for loads of people. It was like so much stuff happening after two years of, you know, fucking sitting around. Well, it was weird going to a metal gig for the first time. Something that I used to do on a regular basis and then go to one where everybody is like fucking crowd surfing like crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like a pro, like a proper. I mean, like a proper one. Yeah, that was bizarre. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna be doing this while we're pre-drinking for pro- uh, for, uh, for Viagra Boys as well. So we might talk about that gig later Shout on. Shout out, time. Shrimp, Shrimp City, Shrimp City. <laughs> well, what do you want to do first? So we're gonna be doing best albums, best uh, best singles, and best live gig. I think. Yeah. We do, do you want to do the live ones first? Sure. Right. You go first, or will I? I don't mind. I can ramble. <laughs> well, it was a good year. It had a lot of the music. I was still, still at the music, and I was actually at lots of music last year. I was trying to. It was really difficult, you know, trying to think of like three gigs that were like great really because I honestly went yeah. to like some of a lot of gigs that were the best gigs of my life. As in, like, if I took a list of you know top twenty gigs of my life, a lot of them will be from last year, and they won't even make the top three of last year. So. Um, I went to a lot of festivals. Festivals mm. were back. I only went great. to I went to two. All together now? All together now on an mm. EP. EP. All together now was great. 
Uh, EP, someone got sick all over my tent and filled my water bottles with piss, so that was not fun. Mm. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> was that you? Mm. I thought I left a little little housewarming present I remember for I you. came back and Niall Keane was like, that seemed like a personal thing. And I was just like, I don't know. It's just, it's a very odd thing to happen. Yeah, it is really and then, odd. Like, like, uh, filled your water bottles with piss is I filled so the two water bottles. The two water bottles with piss were both filled when I came back. So there's vomit everywhere and then the, Maybe it was something well. to do with that podcast that we recorded at three in the morning in your tent. Maybe that kind you of pissed somebody off. never came back to the tent. You should have gone with the bit. <laughs> the bit was there for the yeah, taking. I'm sorry. It was there. Right, so top three gigs. Do you have one? Okay, uh, starting off... Uh, oh, okay, yeah, there was so many good ones. Just shout out. Uh, one of the bands I loved to see for the first time, there's a few of them actually, Search Results were great. That's just just, just a quick couple mm, of them. I'll do that was great. Uh, Fontaine's At Primavera was unbelievable. Um, that was a big... Oh, a shit, big I heard that was Fontaine. Yeah, I heard that was unreal. Incredible. Um, who else? Was Fontaine's Ivy Gardens this year. Yeah, yeah, I was at was, that as yeah. well. It's f- amazing as well. That was a great game. Their gigs have just been the new album. That that's an honorable mention of mine as well as that new album. There is, um, yeah, Skinty Fear, Fear, Skinty Fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very good. I'm a big fan. Um, what else, gigs wise? Local boy in the workman cellar was fucking incredible. That gig. <laughs> that gig. I was gonna put that in my top three, but then I was like, I was actually like a little too drunk to like remember too many things, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just I, I left with a massive smile on my face that was there the whole gig who was the support band again because I, yeah, I, I, I saw them at Whedon's once to watch I saw them at Whedon's once to watch and I was like these lads are fucking mm. class <laughs> they, very uh, very good yeah they're phenomenal I can't wait to see and hear more of Cable Boy and are they newish they've been going for a while but like I feel like they're their post-pandemic sort of like sound is a little different maybe than it was before mm. but love them um, so yeah let's go with number three I mean it's, I feel bad putting a number three but I would say Big Thief in the National Stadium I'm surprised you're putting that number three it's too many good gigs <laughs> it was one of the best gigs I've ever been to in my life for sure and it was the first time I got to see Big Thief after having tickets for so many of their Dublin shows and for things coming up it's the same with Julia Jacqueline and me we keep missing um, as in like I've had tickets for Julia Jacqueline a few times and not been able to go and same with Big Thief what did you miss her for again this year? Something I had a gig I oh, think yeah, yeah. I think I had a gig in uh, with Skinner somewhere I think we were on we were at Other Voices Cardigan I think that's what it was so I mean I was never gonna not oh, yeah, yeah, do yeah. that but uh, yeah Big Thief like they're they're a must see band if you go to gigs I think you, you, you there's a there's a, like a, a magic that they because it's just the four of them and they have the money and the fan base to do more of a stage show yet they get up with like you know no backdrop from what I remember no backdrop. Just four, four, four players on the stage, Ooh. like you know, just no messing around. They play so tightly, but it's not tight because they kind of also like reinterpret the songs as they go. Especially mm. the drummer, who's one of my favorite drummers to ever see live, because you might not think it. Listen to their songs, even though I I love the drumming, but like as a casual thing. But if you see him, he's just like. He's he's playing the drums with like his soul. It's like every aspect of him is playing that kit from his like knee to his, to his like nose. Like everything mm. is 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 in some way contributing and like funking around, uh, and his dynamics and and like how he can, yeah. He, and as well, they they kind of just as I say, it kind of feels like that they're kind of winging it, but they're not. You know, like the like the the drummer especially. Anyway, he's just playing, and it's like he'll never play the same song the same way twice. Right. And they played so many songs, 
pin drop silence for most of it. Yeah, you know, I people. You telling me that, yeah, yeah, Adrian Lenker has the most amazing uh, quality about her when she sings. It's like, and you hear that in the recordings, and it's like there's a similar thing about watching her play again. The whole band just amazing. Um, they played some. I just have so many tunes that that was the only thing that I'd say is like they've honestly so many good songs that they can't play them all you know mm. it's just so I'd, I'd, they're kind of one of those bands I'd definitely go and follow loads and loads which brings me on to the second top gig of the year second top gig my number two I guess which was King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard oh, wait where uh, where did I where did I see them I just saw them oh yeah I saw them in Ireland I saw them yeah. all together now which would have been my worst actually of all their gigs I saw all together now one. yeah even though it's still a I great, loved it. yeah, I had a great time <laughs> it's just just in terms of like song selection and like considering the gigs that I saw in Spain yeah as in not that they played they didn't play any better or worse mm. they play consistently it's just like personal preference I prefer these songs that I heard especially the gig I'll bring you to which I saw them at in Primavera itself and then I managed to fucking sneak in because you had to sneak in unless you had the two weekend VIP pass to get into those midweek gigs I snuck into the midweek gig with King Gizzard by pretending I was it had two weekend VIP thing and just somehow <laughs> got to did you because I noticed I, I, I pulled a heist I clocked that, <laughs> I clocked that the, the people who were checking the tickets uh, didn't didn't have a phone scanner thing Right, they weren't scanning the said tickets, and they were the ones splitting people into queues. Oh, okay. And the queue for the regular one was just so long and didn't move ever. And like, if I'd stayed in that, I wouldn't have got in because it was like a five hundred capacity gig or something, which is insane to see them at such a. They played an even smaller gig, which I didn't even bother trying to get into. I just wish you got to see them in the Tivoli or something like that before that wet event. Oh yeah, they would have been. They would have been. Where? Who do we see again? That was amazing. Shame. It? Ty Siegel. Ty Siegel. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ty Siegel. Yeah, in the that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, Gizzard in. Razzmatazz I think it was called Unbelievable In Barcelona Yeah There was like When did you see them there I saw them at Primavera twice And they played the Razzmatazz Yeah Oh I love that venue Yeah yeah I saw savage. Septic Flesh In that venue years ago Really Who weird. Godflesh Septic Flesh oh, sept- Septic Flesh Yeah yeah. Uh, um, yeah That was just like The perfect set Of their music for me Like they had so many Of my favourite songs Like they did like The I'm in your mind Fuzz songs to start And they did a lot of The Nonagon Infinity Which is like my It was kind of my intro Was Nonagon Infinity To them but uh, yeah, there was a guy in it. Also, just the main thing was that the crowd was so nice. It was like the most random looking crowd. Like you wouldn't look at two people and think they're the fans of the same kind mm. of music because it's just like diverse in every sense. I think that's in gender, in, in like, anyway, ethnicity, though. in nationalities, because it was Primavera in like looks, in like dress sense, everything completely different. At one point, there was a guy being crowd surfed who was in a wheelchair. Right. And he was literally I looked over Like they were like A minute into the first song Which like the first 25 minutes Was just non-stop Like one continuous Multi-phased song That just was playing A bunch of their songs um, He was crowd surfing So the, lifting up A freaking wheelchair Then at one point I was crowd surfing Somebody just threw me up I went by myself <laughs> as well Which was And everyone there was like you got the sense that everyone was the guy in their friend group who was into Gizzard and had yeah, no one yeah, else yeah. to go with so everyone was then <laughs> friends with each other and it was like the most wholesome gig. Um, I got crowd surfed by some guy. Uh, then I was like, as I was crowd surfing, I looked down and there was the, the guy in the wheelchair um, but like, he, I was like, he couldn't even see because he was like, you know, everyone was like around mm-hmm. him standing up but like throughout the gig people would like lift him up to watch and stuff and like, uh, which was so nice like yeah yeah that's lovely and uh, and everyone made sure that you know he was all good and he was having 
whale of a time <laughs> um, so that was incredible good, good, good for that him, gig like, yeah that Asmataz is a cool venue yeah I had to I had to like put all of my like possessions I had to like what did I have a little camera bag or something that I had to hold on to for dear life because it was just wild uh, the, the mm. gig the energy and everything and then I guess number one gig was Nick Cave at All Together Now. I fucking knew you were going to say that. That was just... <laughs> that had me crying at yeah. the end of it. Like. <laughs> and I, it's funny because I saw him for the first time. I missed him when he was in Kilmainham because I was away with Monkey on tour. And I saw him for the first time in Primavera, like two a month before. I think like exactly a month before, two months before. It was exactly a month before. Yeah, it was... Or wait, hang on, it was... The, All Together Now was the end of July, so it was two months before. Okay. Was two months before. And while Primavera was amazing as well, Altogether now was like it just had a f- this magic feeling like it was like a really small gig in how like the like his interaction with the crowd and how personal now it was like he does similar stuff at Primavera but it just felt a lot more intimate despite yeah. the fact that he had like you know whatever the f- almost a full festival in the crowd he definitely had the full festival poor whoever had to fucking yeah. go on while he was on uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just stunning. Apps like he's just a master of performance, uh, of songwriting, of like emotions, um, of like of vibes. You know, he gets the vibes good. He like, looked like he was having a good time. He looked like it was a great time for <laughs> such morbid, like sad music. He fucking is having a hell of a time, especially considering like it was uh, his uh, his he lost his another lost one of his, his kids, which son, is yeah. just so tragic. Um, but yeah, and then. There was that bit in the set where he, uh, where someone like handed up a box of um, cookies, and he was like, he stopped. And he's like, huh, these cookies. I won't try and do a Nick Cave impression. I mean, if I had a bit more time, maybe I would. But um, yeah, he was like, these are Australian cookies. You can only get these in Australia. I haven't been to Australia for fifteen years. Thank really? you so much. Yeah, he said. Do you remember saying that? He he's lived, lived in Australia England. For he's, 15 years. I think he said something like that. I mean, he must have gigged in Australia. He said yeah, he, maybe he said he hasn't lived in Australia oh. for fifteen years or whatever. What it cookies was. were they? Some Maryland. local, be like someone handing you, I don't know, like Harry's nut butter or something, like kind of maybe like a little bit niche. I don't remember. I don't know, that. like not something that you get worldwide. Tato, be like getting Tato handed to you, and you're like, ah, oh, sound. <laughs> but yeah, that gig was amazing. It was lots of tears. Um, the sound of it was just so full. It, you know, when he plays, especially when he does the songs where it's just him on the piano. Oh my god. Was it with you in my arm? No. Into my arms? Into my arms. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't think there was a dry eye in the entire best festival yeah. that's always been on. <laughs> yeah. He's incredible. Where will I go my th- to my three? Yeah. So uh runners up. Well they're not not runners up, just they're what these the, the main the gigs the three gigs that I pick have the benefit of being in fucking huge theaters so they're, they're kind of cheating on that way but uh thumper I, th- I think i saw thumper thumper like four times this year each fucking show was incredible especially the one at the end of um electric picnic was mm. was really good uh Gurriers obviously have sung their praises oh, yeah. um i've seen them twice now i saw them at actually got to bump into um dan isn't it dan, dan yeah. yeah yeah um got to bump into him at uh, Williams wants to watch they were fucking phenomenal as well lost my keys at it though but um, so uh, and then oh who else Kendrick Lamar was was pretty oh, amazing was that I that to go to that yeah um, the crowd were really fucking annoying though is the really? only issue yeah. well they were just on their phones the whole time oh really yeah there was mm. a lot of there was a lot of videotaping thing like I took like two videos for the gram you know but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of people on their phone and there was this girl beside me who kept 
doesn't it has nothing to do with the gig the performance the artistry that went into the Kendrick Lamar gig was fantastic I, I on, on the note about the, the phones at gigs right I love taking a video of a part of the set as kind of like a souvenir book yeah and I'll do that for so many gigs I'll I don't watch, even I'll, I'll watch them back yeah, as well. oh, yeah I do yeah yeah I do and I even like posting on, I post them on Instagram stories because I love to see that but the different the thing is is like I find as soon as I stopped actually using the Instagram app right because mm. You just just watch the gig just enjoy the gig yeah, yeah. but you like a lot of people like myself do want to take a little video just use the camera on your phone put it up later if you want yeah, yeah. It's just a little thing because I hate like people doing that and then it's like they're doing all the typing and the, the tagging and posting it then and there it's like nah, I'm man, guilty of that just, myself now just sometimes, enjoy but, uh, just enjoy the gig do it later there was do some but there was some people at Kendrick that were that were I mean like they were on their, their phone the whole time mm. um, also there was the whole yeah, it was just it was a weird gig. It was very good though, but yeah, no. Was so there a lot of people sing along to all of the words. I was just about to say I didn't want to, <laughs> didn't want I, I didn't I didn't arena. I didn't want to get into it, but there was quite a few people around us who were singing all of the words, all of the words. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean hitting that hard R and all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that always gets a bit awkward. Napalm yeah. Death were fantastic, um, and then the other one was Wage War, which was like a that that fucking mosh pit in the academy was incredible but uh, I'm going at number three I'm going to go with My Chemical Romance in oh Cobain I'm surprised you didn't mention that you were at that <laughs> it was oh, <laughs> oh. how much you spiked on the fucking audio <laughs> I can't believe that was this year as well yeah that was this year as well oh or last year or the year in question oh my god that was yeah go on brilliant show no I like I just the nostalgia of it was fucking incredible I just the, they were so good like they were so good I was wor- I actually was a little bit worried because like I remember seeing a video uh, not to be a dick but like I remember seeing Gerard Way like closely after when he started writing The Umbrella Academy and I was like oh he's looking a bit large you know and he was, yeah, and he was yeah. going on tour and doing all these energy and then he comes on he looks fantastic they all look great and they're just fucking shredding the whole thing. and they all look like they're having a blast on stage they performed like they were fucking 20 years of age yeah. at some point especially Frankie Arrow mm. who I think when we were with Mark Agar was convinced he wasn't on the stage I was like no he just has a shaved head he doesn't have the emo haircut anymore yeah. he's not fucking you know like, they're dads like, now yeah, like, yeah, they're dads, like, yeah. <laughs> they've got to go to parent teacher meetings but it was shit, so cool like, seeing the whole gang back and just mm. getting to hear and they did a surprising amount because I don't know about you but my favourite Mike Hem album is the second one uh, uh, Three Chips Revenge, Revenge. Yeah, I think that is good. a fucking phenomenal album it also made me like the fourth album a lot which oh I Danger never, Days which some of the songs on that Danger were fucking brilliant great. yeah it, was, it, didn't, it has a little bit more of a like 80s pop edge to it which like you know do you think 80s I think it even go even further like an ELO 70s thing sometimes oh really yeah maybe a little I feel like Black Parade is seventies and Danger Days is eighties. Oh, maybe. Well, I always get I always get a nineteen sixties vibe off of like I get kind of like really? a I get oh, like yeah, a real kind of like Chuck Berry kind of like just the just but like with an emo tinge mm. to it the way they play guitar. That might that just be me. Yeah, my, my Chemical Romance was like the big emo reunion. It was amazing. Like it was fantastic. Loads of former <laughs> emos who like you know tomorrow will be in the office in a suit and tie and whatever. But like everyone there was like dressed up like. As if it was like the fucking Met Gala. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the Central Bank <laughs> Met Gala or whatever. Like, it was amazing. Well, I was dressed as I normally do. Yeah, like a load of like 40 We got year eyeliner and everything. Yeah, oh, we, we, got, yeah, we, we went all red tie. I went red tie, black, black, everything else in black, you know eyeliner, was, fringe, my, the works. My phone at the end of it fucking ran out of power because you all went to the pub. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. stayed with a friend of mine Patriots to get a t-shirt. I couldn't find, but I couldn't find you guys. And I forgot what way I looked. So <laughs> I, 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 and at this point, like it had all the line on it, yeah, sweated yeah, down yeah, my exactly. face and everything. And I had my hood up with a black hat and 
whatever and just the metal jacket on and went up to a guy and was like sorry can i can can you just can i just use your phone to ring somebody and he was like what the fuck get the fuck away from me i was like i just need to know the time to see if i can get the bus because i could i couldn't pay for anything like i don't yeah. revolute and everybody for at the houston's bus station was like get the fuck away from me <laughs> but anyway i'll move on to my second pick for best gig because uh, i am conscious of time uh which will be godflesh in the opium room Ooh. um like I think I talked I talked about it with Gav quite a bit, but which is the last episode. But I'll run through it quite quickly. Basically, if you don't know Godflesh, like super nihilist, uh, two piece. Uh, there's no drummer; it's a drum machine, or at least it's pre-programmed drums, and then it's just guitar and oh, it's just so heavy. But uh, they came on that like I've never been to. I've been to like oh Bray. Sorry, let me start again. It was so heavy that the whole room felt like it was shaking the whole time. Like, it was ridiculous. And as soon as it started off, like, Colleen was with us, friend of the show, and even she just turned around. She goes, have you got ear protection? I was like, this is the one fucking gig I really wish. It just, everything was vibrating. I had my finger over my bottle like that, and I could feel the whole bottle just trembling in my hands. Alexis famously told me that, uh, he goes, it's so heavy, I can it can, I can feel it making my balls swing, which was a nice, <laughs> which was a nice image nice to have image while he was beside yeah. me. But uh, like they did, they but then they had they would have this because um, you can't see them on stage. They're in complete pitch blackness. Really, there's no lights. Um, there's no lights. There was no lights on them. Uh, but the only thing that was lit up on the stage was this big fucking giant screen above them of just these crazy like fucking crosses burning and all this kind of like just hellish things and very very political. But I was just like, what are they being political about? <laughs> Politics. Um, it was yeah. Well, like they they come from grindcore. Like they were the, they were members of Napalm Death before they. Went, went off and do their own thing but um, yeah no it was a phenomenal gig I've never been to anything like it and I probably will never go back to it again because I think if I do I'd lose the hearing in both my ears mm. um, I reckon I did some permanent damage that day <laughs> and we were at the back we were nowhere near the front mm. uh, Big Brave another band that I forgot to mention that were fantastic and then uh, I don't think anybody was surprised if they've been listening to the podcast that the number one co- gig that Can I was I... at this year take a wild guess Charlie XCX yeah of course it was <laughs> Ali Pali that was fucking I've said I've mentioned it a bunch of times but like whoa <laughs> it was just fantastic like I remember at the end she was like thank you she goes I used to used to not be able to sell out a single gig that I'd have to fill it out with my family members and now I have 10,000 people and she started crying and we were just like go Charlie and then she's like you're ruining my makeup but um, yeah it was beautiful it was just like to be a fan of her for so long to see her do a gig like that I was like oh this is fantastic mm. like Every single song that I could think of that she that I wanted her to play, she played. Um, the crowd were really, really, really lovely at it. Barred two lads that we met on the train on the way over, but they were just being bitches. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they were so snotty. Like, I couldn't get over it. Like, London. But, well, we went were like, are you going to Charlie? We were chatting to them, and then they were, they were just, two of them were just like, we don't want to talk to you, basically. And they started walking on. And we could fucking hear them bitching about me and Chloe while they were in front of us. Uh. Like, we could still hear them. Um, and then we met oh, I can't remember the name of the lads we met with they were lovely but yeah I'm gonna, I was going to run through because as I said I've mentioned it a thousand times but Charlie XCX f- fucking phenomenal she uh, I think she was on for like two hours backup dancers which I'm normally not mad at I'm mad on I don't really I'm like, normally like, mad at them no but like, I don't really, <laughs> I'm not really like I do love my pop music but the live atmosphere of it sometimes kind of annoys me where like his focus is more on dancing than mm. and lip syncing which she doesn't do thank fuck Although I think there was maybe one or two parts, but no, it was fantastic, and that's all I want to say about that. I just want to give a special shout. There's so many goddamn gigs. Pillow Queens in the Button Factory was incredible. Pillow Queens in Vicar Street. Actually, Pillow Queens I saw in Vicar, in Vicar Street, Street and also in uh, All Together Now. I didn't see the one in Vicar Street. I was over at um, 
What's your one's name again? <laughs> oh, fuck. What was the joke? Remember I ran into... Remember what? What was the thing? What was the name of the gig again? I'm going to go I'm gonna go see uh, AMAC. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the Vicar Street gig. No, no, no. no. Well, the funny thing is I ran into um, the same... What's her name again? Sorry, I forget her name. She's so nice. Kathy, Kathy, ran into Kathy again after Vicker Street and was like, "I'm the guy oh, that went to see Amac." And she goes, "Oh, you're the guy!" <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. She was cool about it. But um, um, also, yeah, special shout out for uh, Shaky Shack's reunion gig, uh, which was at Josh's Gaff in Wicklow. It's a cool new venue. It's the home of this guy Josh, and okay. he set up a, a little festival thing. I was playing at it, um, like like little party basically, and uh, Shaky Shack, Alex Winter. Absolutely lovely man. Uh, flew back from Australia uh, and did a gig. No rehearsal for him. Uh, my George actually had done the rehearsals for Shaky Shack, <laughs> play, playing Alex's parts. Nice. And then we were both at the and then like Alex had to swap in, and then Harry was playing the drums for Shaky Shack. And it was watching this amazing gig where it was like you could kind of tell like. That like the singer and the drummer have never like played together, but like the chemistry between them was just like there instantly. They only just met and did the whole gig. The last song went on for forty minutes. It's called "Smoking on a Blunt with the Boys." Their other songs are not silly like this one, you know. Like they're all like beautiful, lovely, heart wrenching tunes, vibey. But uh, yeah, that that song just turned into a forty minute like exploration into like crowd participation and crack and like having fun and this and was in a house it was at, on like outside it was that in the summer awesome. it was kind of like late summer yeah. oh i think i remember that being posted yeah yeah, yeah. was julie at it yeah yeah yeah, I remember yeah. That. So that was so that was that was honestly one of the top gigs of my life that that shaky shack show it was just it was beautiful i want to give another shout out actually i saw um sprints in oh, grand yeah. social um with owen which was fucking fun no wait was it it was i think it was in Wheelands. Sprints of Grand Social. I think we were playing with Sprints and Grand Social. Oh no! Then it must have been Sprint. It must have been the Grand Social. Yeah. They were fantastic. I know that I mentioned that specifically because of that dickhead who said that thing today. Kieran or whatever. Kieran, whatever the fuck his name. Is. That whatever that lackey's called. I'm trying to think of some other ones now off the top of my head before we move on to the next section. There's uh, too many, man. There was way Tyler too many. the Creator, I, I saw Primavera. Unbelievable. I went to more gigs this year than I had than I had I think in in years yeah well um, I was since like two years at least but, but, but I mean like I even went to gigs like I never go to gigs in the three arena or anything like that mm. and was at loads of those Bob Dylan oh, fucking oh Bob <laughs> do you Bob, Bob Dylan Bob Dylan was like a biblical fucking experience that was like he was unbelievable and it was he was just him and like five jazz rock musician guys and him Bob Dylan playing the piano for the whole thing he's an unbelievable piano player crap singer fantastic songwriter <laughs> incredible piano player <laughs> we're actually on we're doing good for time okay. I'm just going to say God Alone is the other one as well mm. in Sinead the one in on show was good as well but there was uh, just the one in Sinead just the, the compactness of it with that type of music it was just fucking really really good mm. and I, I'm I thought stumped. you were going to mention Melts oh fucking Melts were amazing <laughs> Melts were so good and I've been calling people to melt ever since I saw them as well. <laughs> melts were very good. Oh, fuck. I forgot about... Melts were fantastic. Yeah. They were really, really good. Have you ever seen them? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been, going a while. they've been going a while. I don't know why it took me that long to see them, but they were fucking... Yeah, they were really, really, really good. God damn it. I'm trying... And just to chuck it in, Rena, oh my God, Rena no. Sawayama as well. At, Rachel, at, Rachel Lavelle, was it? I saw another Voices Cardigan. 
Holy crap, that gig fucked me up. I actually think that's why I C-Mat. forgot about it. I see was good too. Um the Rachel Lavelle future music, that's what I'd call it. Um I don't know how you describe does that it. Mean? I don't know. It's like not folk, it's not like electronica, but it's not even I don't know. Oh, it's just that gig, she's incredible. If you can ever get the chance to go see her, go watch her show. Bring tissues. She's Irish. Probably, yeah, she's Irish. She is funny too. The songs are funny. They're not all completely depressing, but it just affected me so deeply. Mm. The music, the the lyrics, and the vocal just messed me up. She had Ryan Hardigan as well playing the sax, who was and little keyboard stuff. He was brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, Jesus, Rachel Lavelle. Um, we could just do an entire podcast about good we gigs. Could do that, but we need to move on to. Yeah. Are we going to best album or best song? Next song song okay um you went first last time so i'll go first with my first pick so three top songs sure yeah 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 okay uh i'm gonna go with for my first we'll do we'll do song by song so my third one okay i should gotta i gotta order these now okay Okay. yeah cool yeah you don't have to Uh, okay yeah well i'm gonna go with uh black braid the river of time flows through me so black braid were a band that uh, were a band that i discovered this year oh they only I think they only came out this year they're a Native American black metal band mm. um, and the main reason why I find this song amazing first of all the mysticism that's in it like they sing with like all about like traditional Native American things which I wouldn't have exactly not exactly an expert on but the lyrics are cool as shit but wait till you hear the drums on this thing oh yeah oh oh I remember, like I, I remember sending it to a friend of mine and his response was like Jesus Christ does, does the drummer take a breather at all like it starts and it's actually surprisingly quite melodic like it's not like second wave black metal like it doesn't it has that kind of mayhem energy just without all the neo-nazi shit that goes along with that stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um no it it does it's 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 a it's proper great heavy metal heavy black metal i'm looking forward for their next release which i think they're working on already but um i'll give you a wee sample here well i'll give just the song anyway yeah river times run through me Yes, what'd you make of that? <laughs> I just, I think they're, I think they're unreal. Like a proper kind. Of, there's just something epic about it. Like mm. it, and I don't know if it's the aesthetic of them as well that goes along with it because they, they, the, the makeup and all the things, the, the theatrics and everything that goes into their look. I think, I think they're an amazing band. But it's their first release, which is pretty mm. impressive, and it's a two piece as well. I think two piece. It's a two piece. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of noise for two people. I know, yeah. I was very... I remember discovering it the first time. I mean, like, Black Braid. I was just like, that's kind of a basic name. And then I, I was like, oh, wait. You know, it actually... It's, it's actually, actually got these, layers and meanings. It's like an onion. <laughs> Meaningful onion. But maybe you actually wanted to read fucking... Philosophical um, shallot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It makes me want to read Blood Meridian now, actually, as well. Because the Native Americans get a very hard time mm, in that book. Yeah, scalping. 
Scalping That's skank, not into it, scallions. actually. <laughs> scallion scalping. Do you ever scal- scalp your scallions? No, what? So basically, I just made up this term now, but oh. where you take a scallion, yeah? And this is true. You chop off whatever bit you want to use, but you leave a lot, a good bit of the white bit. Mm. But you chop off a bit of the, the scalp, let's say. Mm. Everything above the white bit of the scallion. The hair right. of that particular <laughs> onion. Ever that, that particular that. root vegetable. <laughs> is this a root vegetable? Anyway, and then you put it in a little thing of water. And it just starts regrowing. Did you have like seven cans before coming over? <laughs> no. Cans of scallion juice, yeah. <laughs> big scallion. <laughs> just one I'm a shill for a big scallion. <laughs> my breath it on the bus. stinks as much as my uh, corrupt business dealings. <laughs> What's your next pick? Oh, what is it? Songs? Songs. Oh, yeah. I just uh, oh, I shouldn't have had that eighth can. <laughs> uh, need some scallion juice to clear. Anyway, songs. Yeah, let's go number three. Um, uh, it's called um, Kiss from an Angel, brackets, uh, uh, My Penis, close brackets, by Andrew Tate. Uh, is my number three, but that song has been removed off the internet. So it was a beautiful... Uh, <laughs> it's not that it, I don't that's not even a song but maybe by Dark Love be, X no 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 <laughs> uh, it's uh, I, uh, King Gizzard Iron Lung okay have you seen the video for this no actually I haven't I don't really wa- I don't really watch music videos anymore to be really? honest really oh man the video for this watch it on your phone there now yeah just just st- instead of listening to the song just right. just watch watch a little bit of that well you know you can't watch the whole thing oh yeah yeah, yeah it's fine it's also like Eight minutes long. Well, for fuck's sake! But you'll just—you don't need to watch the whole thing to get how incredible the video is. Right. Well, like, is there any particular sound point you want me to skip to? No, I think it's best, especially like if you know King Gizzard as a person who, as a as a non-listener, it's nine you, minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth it every second. So that was a little example of uh, Iron Lung by King Gizzard and the guys you're sick of me talking about. <laughs> but this will be the last time they'll come up in the show, I think. But I'll just get it I all out I fucking now. doubt that very much. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I said I was a shill for big scallion. I'm a shill for big giz. Truthfully. Truthfully, I tell you. Um, yeah, this tune is amazing. Um, I just think it's it's like a... They obviously make so much music, but this one is such a clear example of you listen to this song versus something they released like three years ago or something or like six albums ago, whatever it is. <laughs> and, uh, like the arrangement, the performance, like the... The concept behind the song as well, it's from the album. I won't, they don't come up in my top albums because all I'd say is they released five albums last year. They're all (laughs) very good. They're all worth their time. But they're also very different from each other, except for maybe two of them are kind of similar. But um, the album is called Ice, Death, Planets, Mushrooms and Lava. I think Ice... Is that what it's called? Ice, Death, Lungs, Mushrooms... And lava, yeah. The one with the rocky mountain yeah, yeah. cover. Because the album concept and thing is that every uh, every song is based off of a mode of the major scale. I won't get too much into detail about it. It's basically like seven different scales that you can make out of any major scale. Musical scales, yeah. Now. Musical yeah. scales. It, it, it's a concept that some people find hard as musicians to even grasp the utility of it or the point of it. Whereas this album, like every song, is a different mode. Right. So it's like it shows you clearly throughout these like extended improvised songs that they did where they improvised for hours per on a mode and a tempo and then cut it down into songs and then added lyrics that they wrote Jesus. all together. <laughs> and they did it in like a week or something. And it's literally some of the best stuff they've ever done. Um, but yeah, this this song is based on the sixth mode of the major scale. Um, the arrangement is say fantastic there's like saxophone it starts off kind of almost like Radiohead-esque in a mm. way with that drum and sort of guitar jazzy guitar thing going on the song just keeps going the music video as well is absolutely incredible yeah explain the music video to me if you're gonna if you're gonna listen to the song or check it out which you're probably 95% of you are not uh, <laughs> we'll see I'd actually love to know the percentage of albums that we recommend that people, that people who listen to this episode actually, actually give, actually a, give, give a like fuck. a five second <laughs> yeah, test yeah. but yeah if the video was uh, they have one art guy who does all their artwork pretty much and he always experiments with new mediums so this was him experimenting with using AI now I don't know exactly how like he probably did I imagine he did a lot I think he did a lot of drawings anyway mm. but the video he uses AI to create this kind of like ever moving fractal like continuous moving and shifting changing between all these different images and things and pictures like videos of the guys and all this like it's 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 really quite outside. something because um, yeah, it looks nuts like, yeah, and like uh, I've done animation a good bit not not to the same extent of mm. you know like I didn't I didn't graduate with it but to do that layering and layering and layering and keyframing it and all that kind of crap. Yeah, I really think it's like it's it's a, it shows you in in a way like the potential of using AI much like the way you have a paintbrush or you have a pen or yeah. you have like, you know, sculpture, like it's another medium you can use in visual or yes, But it would look cool stuff. even if it's even if it was just fading constantly, yeah. just it fade. it's not but it's not doing that. It's no. it's moving into it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. But he used the it's AI for the nuts. cover as well. He like drew the the sort of things of the band and drew the things and had the AI kind of like d- d- tangle them together. See, this is the next you know? fucking thing. There's another chance for my job to be taken. No, away. no, no, man. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It's like I say, it's just a tool. Like the AI itself won't actually make cool shit. But you, if you use the AI, you can make cool shit, which is what he did. And you can kind of see it on like the album cover and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like I'm sure there were many botched AI generations in the process. You know what I mean? Whoa. But uh, yeah, that's my number three. That's, right. I won't be. They won't be coming up in the album 
top because they had five albums and they're all top for me. So we just won't talk about them anymore. Right. I hope. Uh, well, my next one, because uh, she's got to get on here somewhere. Number two. Is uh, Charlie XCX Hot Girl, which was made for the film Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Have you ever heard it? Uh, no. It's like old school Charlie. So it's like back to Charlie when she was doing stuff with Sophie. Obviously, Sophie passed away about two years ago, but um, God damn, it's a class song because it has one of the things that it has on it. So, do you ever listen? Did I ever show you the Vroom Vroom EP that Charlie had? Sophie, I don't do, think Sophie I've did all the production it. on it. So, like, it has this kind of. It's something that I really li- always liked about Charlie's music. She has this kind of like. I remember talking about it with Jake Hardy when we were going through her discography. She has this kind of like. Um, almost like childlike like ring around the posy thing that mm. she does and it just sounds hilarious and it's so but this song basically is just hot girl I'm a, <laughs> it's just like this most nasty kind of like I'm sexy and I know it's fucking just not, not LMFAO but uh do you know that's his uncle yeah weird dynamic they've definitely had a threesome together oh don't start just you oh, can they tell did. you can just tell i'm sorry to ruin some childhoods <laughs> or whatever but yeah you just I, know i just love the fact that like party they, rockers <laughs> <laughs> but i love the fact that they released party rockers right and then it became the global <laughs> phenomenon that it was and then their next album was sorry for party rocking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i always thought that was a hilarious. baller move credit in an otherwise credit, credit unremarkable <laughs> discography or career or whatever you will Oh, they had a huge falling out. Did they? Oh, they had a huge falling out. So one of them got... Shortly s- after the threesome. <laughs> <laughs> His will is bigger than mine. <laughs> no, um, one of them, they went on tour and one of them got sick. And the guy with the... I was about to say the guy with the stupid hair, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do they both have stupid hair? I don't... Well, they're not really stupid. They just they just look mental. Stupid is harsh. Which yeah, yeah, they yeah. Had, stupid is harsh. Like, the just, music is stupid. They but... Had the, but they had the ridiculous glasses and like the trimmed moustache and beard. They just... They, they what had a was very that about glasses and mustache and beards. No, what was that about? What was that about? They had like the zebra you, tights you, and everything. You knew, like you knew that every time you saw them, you were just like, "That's LMFAO." There's nobody who dresses like that. Mm. And to be fair, they made a great brand, but um, they went on tour. Great band, terrible band. No, they went a great. <laughs> they went on. They had a great brand. Yeah. yeah the party yeah. rocking thing was fucking huge. It was in Wes every night. <laughs> but, the peak of culture. But one of, them, <laughs> one of them still went. Oh God! One of them still went on tour while the other one was sick, and then. They had a falling out over it. There's a good video on it by Sunny V2. But um, yeah, so this is the song Hot Girl by Charlie. As I said, I just love the song. I just think it's like such a fucking... I can just imagine while she was recording it, just giving people the finger the whole time. <laughs> it's a real... It's, it's That's a, much like in the way that I record these podcasts with you, Barry. Yeah, so I'm just <laughs> always giving you the finger. <laughs> You just wanna be me, I'm a hot girl Pop girl, rich girl, I'm a bitch girl False girl, catch me if you can, girl You a swerve girl, who the fuck are you, girl? You just wanna be me Pull up to the mansion, pull up to the party All my friends are so hot, we gonna get it started Pull up to the mansion, but you are not invited Lip gloss on and I look good, cause I'm a hot girl Hot girl, rich girl, I'm a bitch girl False girl, catch me if you can, girl You a swerve girl, who the fuck are you, girl? You just wanna be me, I'm a hot girl Pop girl, rich girl, I'm a bitch girl Fast girl, catch me if you can, girl You a swerve girl, who the fuck are you, girl? You just wanna be me Anyway, that's hot girl <laughs> She's a rich girl <laughs> I, just, I just love it It's just one of the most I could not give a shit what you yeah. think songs 
that was fun. The fucking beat on it's hard as yeah. fuck as well. Um, I'm hoping with their next stuff because like um, Crash was good. I wasn't crazy about it. So it's not in your top albums. Uh, Spoiler. It's there, but like it's it's there. As in like the the upcoming oh, three. Oh no, it's not in the upcoming three. No, 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 no. It doesn't like like as I said, it's it it was it was good, but like there's some parts that really annoy me about it, like. There's basically there's basically a cover a cover of it from that September song. There's a beat reused, completely from that's been done to death on "Used to Know Me." It's it's a that fucking do, 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 you got to show me that fucking beat you used got to show me that. that. Well, I, th- I don't even think that's from that, but you know that 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 you know the famous that's used to used to know me. I do, but there's another there's big a couple West other, song. But it's also like, it is another big West song, actually. But like it's it's just it was her very it was her main mainstream album. It sounded like a mainstream album. There was some good songs on it. I was also very annoyed with the fact that like the deluxe version came out two weeks later, and there was four songs on it that were much better than some other songs that were on. It. It's mm. like why didn't she just release? Because the main album was a like half an hour, and the four extra songs made it forty two minutes. I was like, why didn't she just put them on it? There's mm. not really it doesn't take away from it anyway. That's my two pieces. That's my second song. But I think that's... I'm hoping that she does more stuff like that because that will be fucking... I, I, she didn't play that live when we saw her, but I would imagine that if she did, uh, the roof would come down. But anyway, into you. Okay, number two. Uh, I just I also wanted to clarify that my top three songs that I've picked for this segment uh, are completely not... The, none of the songs from my top three albums... Are used in the top three songs. Oh, you make fucking me. You make me want to change my one. Oh no, no, no! Don't, don't, no, no, no! Just because I, I don't know. I just sort of thought it was like scrambling. There was so much good stuff I, I listened to last year. Although I will say I didn't find that many new artists in some ways, but a lot of artists yeah, that I, I love actually didn't find released any new, artists new this year albums either. that I obviously had been sitting on during the pandemic, and as soon as it was over, they just dropped them. You know, a lot of them like that. Mm. I think. Um, but yeah, none of my top songs. Are they don't cross over? I'm very bad at, at listing things. Right. If you say what's your favorite thing, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, well, I can't. When I say when I when I make the list, it's not like it's probably in the it's probably listed at the time. Like the next day, I would probably go, ah, I wouldn't. Yeah, have that's the way you got to do yeah. it, though. You know, so I I listed it this morning when I was on the train. Yeah. Um, number two is uh, there better be a mirror ball by the Arctic Monkeys. I forgot <laughs> that album was this year. Yeah. Right, go ahead, get your little piece done. Do you want, do you want me to talk about it? you want to listen to it a little bit? Yeah, work away. I could just sing it for you if you wanted I'd instead. I like that as well. Serenade me. Okay. <laughs> Don't get emotional that ain't like you. Yesterday's still leaking through the roof. Babe, it's been... Nah, I forgot the fucking words, uh, but it starts like that anyway. <laughs> it was my uh, Alex that Turner? That was all. my Alex Turner impression. <laughs> my Alex Turner impression of Alex Turner doing David Bowie, kind of not really. Which album, which song was it? The first one. Uh, oh, the very first one. Yeah, of the new album. All right, let's give it a go. Don't get emotional That ain't like you Yesterday's still leaking through the roof 
That's nothing So this track was the first song released off their new album, The Car, which originally I wasn't, I didn't really click with me, even though I loved the I singles. I loved it the first time you listened to it. No, I, I, I loved the singles. I loved ah, okay. every single that was released pretty much. Wasn't the, the maddest about the, the song, even though I love it now, where it fits in the album. The like, what's it called? Uh, ain't quite where I think. <laughs> Fuck, I kind of still, I can't. Un, un, <laughs> unlearn the Alex Turner crooner Frank Sinatra thing or whatever he's doing uh, that ain't quite crooner. where I think I am yeah he's crooning is he's, he? oh he's crooning I don't even know what that means I've never heard that term it's before it's like you know Frank Sinatra or like Sammy Davis Jr were crooners where it's like they're singing but it's a very like they they sing very softly um, because they had microphones they didn't have to project like opera singers or more classical singing oh, right, okay. so they would sing a little soft and then they'd do this and it's a lot more I've like I've never heard that term before a never heard of a crooner no it's a good, it's a good it's a little shit I think people Bobby Darren people keep forgetting that Dean like, Martin it, it, is a, it is a music podcast but my music knowledge is very <laughs> limited <laughs> metal and hyper pop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah this uh, this track is just I just think it's one of the best songs that they've ever recorded I think oh, it's, wow. okay. it's incredible yeah I mean I, I I just first of all it should have been the next Bond theme song maybe actually no it shouldn't have been because it's just good enough as it is but they should be the guys to do the next Bond theme song I don't know why they haven't been asked especially I've after no the idea. Um, what was the hotel one called Casino Royale no no the the, the, the last uh, oh Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. <laughs> like that was the one. Ang- that was the one Arctic Monkeys album that I actually liked. I, you like Tranquility Base? Liked is a strong word. But I love. I, th- it. I thought I, it was. I, mean, I thought it was a pretty good album. I don't like Arctic Monkeys, but um, I was surprised when as soon as I heard, it, I was just like, right, why is Sam Smith doing James Bond? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Radiohead had a song that they turned down instead for the Sam Smith one which is like I'm sorry it's one of the worst Bond theme songs I still can't it's remember it's a terrible it. song I still can't remember I how it watched, goes I was watching their performance recently, recently on SNL and I was just like I don't understand why people Sam Smith performed oh, yeah. on the last episode of SNL and even um, oh, what's her name I can't remember her name Janelle Monáe No Janelle Monáe wasn't there <laughs> I don't know I, oh, just, said, I just said a random name <laughs> Kim Pet- so, so they had a song with Kim Petras And I was just like Oh I fucking love Kim Petras We'll see what they do And just I was like This song's shit I just I just don't I think I don't like Sam Smith's music Yeah I don't I'm I also not, don't like them very much To be honest either I don't get <laughs> Sam Smith I don't I don't get their voice don't like their voice. Well, it the, just annoys do you me. Remember just, the, just, do, it's do, just do, like nails on a chalkboard yeah, to me. I don't just, like it. I know it's impressive. I know it's technical. And I know people love it. And I'm not taken away from that. But for me personally, no. They did this really weird performance where they had like an angelic band performing around Sharon Stone being in a, in a bathtub having petals put on her golden petals. That was one of their performances recently. That was on SNL. I don't know. All I remember mm. is just that video of them fucking crying in their mansion about how hard COVID was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. This is digress. <laughs> um, yeah. This song is... I, I absolutely adore the lyrics because Alex Turner, he's always like writing... Like he's an incredible lyricist and he always writes these sort of lyrics that when you kind of look at them, there's a very clear how he feels about something or about things mm. But yet the the way you have to get there is it's not never it's never necessarily 
the direct what he's saying is what it is it's like you kind of look at it like this that whole album is like him kind of it's kind of got this thing of like it's a spy novel almost feels like the in the lyrical context and whatever but it's also like about like movies as well it seems to be like this like talking about like there's that song Mr. Schwartz where he's talking about the director. Sure, the music videos for it yeah the music videos are incredible yeah there's a very kind of Hitchcock vibe on one but, of them uh, as body well. paint yeah, 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 yeah it was brilliant but uh, no, I after initially not loving the album that much, I gave it a re-listen maybe like a month ago, around Christmas, one of the those days around Christmas. I was like, I'll give that a go. Blew me away. I mean, but that song was already one of my top songs of the year. It's one of um, your top gigs I, of the year, actually, as well. <laughs> I mean, no, it wasn't. It wasn't in any way special. Like there, I could list like 10, 11, 12 special gigs, and like yeah. they were brilliant. But it didn't have any like. Other than it just being really fucking really, fun really and like good, a lot yeah. of nostalgia, a lot of realizing I I know the words to a lot of their back catalog. Other than that, you know, not like the Nick Cave or or the Big Nick, Thief gig. In, Nick in Cave, this, like even for me, but Rachel that, Lavelle, that gig. Yeah, need to see them, Rachel Lavelle. Yeah, they're very good. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the like weird Mellotron thing going on, like the. <laughs> I get my voices in bits. Um, I love the drumming as well. The drumming is a bit, uh, I think, doesn't doesn't get enough praise on that song. Like his, he's doing like a jazz kind of swing, yet it's got this kind of like funk, uh, like push every so often, and it's it's also complemented by like the the piano and the guitar doing the like eh, that little push. Mm. But it just makes it not sound like a jazz song, but not it doesn't sound like a funk song, but it grooves. You know what I mean? It somehow sits between the two. Uh, you wouldn't think, you know, when you heard their first album that they'd be making songs like this, I don't think. And no, doing it fucking, so not, not goddamn well. But um, do people like it, though? Like, when you were... It must have come out when you were working in Tower, did it? No, actually, oh, I left it, by then, yeah. Okay. Um, I think it sold well. I think it's done well. Um, I think because, I guess, people were... Uh, it's not as uh, sonically weird. It's a lot more... The thing that didn't click with me about the album was that it was much more like that kind of classic sound. It, well, actually, there's some songs that are weird. I don't know. Uh, it, it has a very easy going sound whereas Tranquility Bass is like a lot of the songs are like jarring and kind of weird well, I think like, that was the point of that yeah yeah exactly yeah. Like, there are a couple of those songs like Star Treatment and like you know whatever but a lot of the other ones have these weird kind of spooky chords or like strange harmonies and stuff it's, fu- it's funny I always find it hilarious now in a band particularly British bands when they when they try and do something a little bit avant-garde or something a little bit out of the standard rock and roll the first thing is like they're going through their Bowie phase yeah <laughs> but I wouldn't call I'd call the Tranquility Bay stuff kind well not really avant-garde but I'd call it more experimental than the, the car is but at the same time it's so not rock even though they have a little bit of rock in it but yeah that track and then just the vocals the lyrics it's it's beautifully vague It's but it's, it is specific there is like you know a concrete feeling about it but in terms of meaning it's very open ended I think it's about like him singing directly to the fan base mm. if, to be honest um, because even like it's like uh, it's like I, I what is like it's like I know I promised this is what I wouldn't do but somehow playing the old romantic fool seemed to better suit the mood and again I'm butchering that by saying it in one sentence because the way he phrases things he's a master of singing in a very like bring your attention to two words in a sentence yeah, you know yeah. that kind of change uh, i don't know he's he's great um and i just think his vocals are just he's like say he you can't fault the guy you can't sing yeah, yeah. yeah he but as well he, like he he's coming from being a scratchy little not out of tune but you know rough and ready sort of vocalist to then now just being like you could get this guy to cover any song of the of the great 
crooners and he could nail it you know what i mean mm. which is 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 not not as easy to do as as you might think no like, i would yeah. <laughs> imagine like, singing yeah. like frank sinatra is easy it's not that it's like <laughs> technically hard it's the vibe that's hard to get and it's the way it's like the ease the at which patience of it yeah well, and like, like the like the subtleties in the inflections yeah. and the little like notes between notes and all sorts of little things um but yeah love that song have been listening to it so much it's a great one to sing along to in the shower definitely Right, I have to. I have to actually. I I have. I have heard it, mm. but just you know, I have to give it a proper. Also, listen. that opening line after that extended, dramatic, and like, you know, emotional intro. He's like, "Don't get emotional. That ain't like you." <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's, it's so stupid. I love the humor <laughs> of it. Like, it's like what you, you talk mean? about how beautiful it is. Yeah, it's just, but it's so, I love it. It's so but it's, stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's like you know, but like uh, it's knowingly stupid. It's like you know, it's like don't get emotional. It's like I've just listened to this really <laughs> fucking like emotional piece emotional of music. <laughs> piece of music with these crazy stabs that I still was off mic trying to like mime the the hits and I still don't know how they do those hits like the like the counting of them in the ding 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 that whole thing in the intro right before he starts singing the the count is just nuts on it I don't know Ooh. but anyway that's enough about that well mine mine now is is a completely different type of tune I've I I don't know how many times I've played this song it's but it's ridiculous I remember I was over at our friend's house Hugo's and um we got very very it's my birthday and we got very 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 drunk and woke up the next day and when i went home he rang me and he goes do you know how many times we watched the music video for tears in the club by fk Twigs <laughs> last night and i was like probably like three or two and he goes eight we watched it eight times and i, and I was like yeah and he goes well realistically you watched it eight times <laughs> But have you have you heard it? Tears no, the club? actually, I missed the, I missed the new AFK, uh, AFK Twigs. It's, it's, I missed the new AFK album Twigs by her. Is, it was on the. It was early in the year, wasn't it? No, it was. Oh no, it Capri was. Songs. It was January. Capri songs, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's so it's a song with the weekend. I think it's unabashedly sexy. It's it just like it's just a proper like fucking feel good song. I want to be with you. Let's and just just the beat to it. There's I think there's like a hint of like charliness in it. In my opinion. Um, not uh, like just even with the like even like you'll hear these like hey I love your body and never leave you no it that kind of like chanting this I think it was like oh it, I was like this reminds me of a Charlie song but it's the vocal performances on everything uh, on it are fantastic but what I'd always loved about uh, FK Twigs was that like her instrumentals I don't know if you ever listened to it like you don't ever listen to I've a lot of her Magdalene she's quite oh Magdalene's oh, yeah, brilliant album. Great album LP1 was fantastic as well um, I forget the EP that came after that, but it's the one with the, the hand over her face that's kind of fusing in. But she always had these kind of like really complex music. Mm. Like the, the the actual beats of it were very, very dense. I was, God, especially for pop music. Mm. But then it's so weird to hear her do, like it's not a, it's not a straightforward pop song, but it's just the way that it sounds is just, there's a lot going on in it, but it's just, there's just something so unabashedly got it just positive about yourself I, I personally felt and also just just it's just such a bop but I'll give you a little snippet here but and, and everybody's firing on all cylinders like her vocal performances there's so like sh- she has plenty of different like she has the falsettos and stuff and then she has this kind of like little rap part in it and then the backing vocals that she does herself and then the weekend but like I can't fault the weekend you know me about him I just I think he released an album last year 
He did. I didn't listen to it. I'd like, <laughs> you didn't yeah, I didn't listen you to it. The weekend. I know. I'm, I'm like I, I listened to it. It was a, there was a couple of bangers. I didn't go back to it much, though. I think. Did he have one? With, did he not have? A, did he have a song with Kanye on it or something? There was a weird. Or the, was he? On, no, was Kanye on, was, was on. Kanye. on he was. He on. was on Kanye's yeah, yeah. Donda. Yeah. La um, Donda. La 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 Donda. <laughs> da 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 da. da. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I I do love the weekend, and I remember seeing. That album, because like the the one that was before it, the is it AM? What was the one before it that had it? Like it had fucking Don FM. Don FM. Was that not this one? No, he had another one. He had one with a like he has a beard on the front that's of the it. the new album. Yeah, Don FM. Yeah, no, that's not the wait. What? Okay, I have to look the it up. The beard now. one was last year's one. Yeah. Was it not called Don? Oh FM? no, After Hours. Was after Hours. What the fuck? Late, after Hours. Latest you get album. Don oh, just FM. he did music for the new Avatar film. <laughs> the weekend. The weekend. Yeah. <laughs> He's a song in it. Nothing is lost. You give me strength is what it's called. Ooh. Yes. But uh, I like Starboy. Fantastic. Oh yeah, Don FM is the. I haven't listened to Don FM. Um, uh, I loved After Hours. I thought After Hours was amazing. My dear Malik. Wait, we're not going over fucking the weekend. <laughs> that was Blinding Lights, wasn't it? Blinding Lights. Yeah. That was the as it was of. 2020 yeah it also had after hours on it which was an amazing song as well Um, as it was made famous by harry styles uh one of the biggest bangers of the year to be honest what harry styles as it was oh i thought you were saying after he did a cover he made no but blinding lights i mean after as it was is definitely inspired by that blinding light song and also what's that other one did it a hot take on me that's the one well everybody this is old news blinding lights in my opinion is one of the best pop songs to come out in the 21st century yeah it's just a ridiculous but it is kind of like it is it is kind of nostalgia baiting in that in the in its beat it's beast it's like yeah. but it's and uh, it is it's Don't a very a it's a good debate now it's a, it's a good take the sh- <laughs> <laughs> the shite out of yeah. but it is i i, I think was about to say something I, far yeah, right. <laughs> and i stop myself and you'll never right know. so this is this is tears in the club by um by fk twigs feature in the week So that's Tears in the Club. As I said, unabashedly kind of just like, it is kind of, obviously he's a piece, the lover's a piece of shit. It's kind of a difficult song to get into, but it is just a fucking bop of a song. Mm. I haven't actually heard any remixes of it, which I would like to hear. Really? I'll remix it for you. Will you? Yeah. What would you do with it? Remix it. Remix <laughs> <laughs> Just send it to me backwards. Is that a lot more, you know, <laughs> two twenty hertz? Cut the cut the high mids and uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Nothing sounds better than an eight oh eight. Yeah, it's a banger. Yeah, it's good. It's true. Yeah, it's just like there's nothing more to say. It's just a really it's solid banger. pop song. Yeah. But it is not. It is good to hear because I don't want to speak for an entire discography, but I always find FK Twigs, even in the even in the kind of sphere that she's in in terms of music. Like her music was always there was something very kind of melancholic about it mm. and kind of very 60s 
serious like it, you you would take it quite seriously if you know yeah, what I mean yeah. whereas that song just, just like fun it's just a fun song yeah. like it but it, like it's obviously like there's this my hips my fuzz <laughs> she does this little dance right and I I've I, I remember saying it to Hugo three times there's a part in the video where she's dancing with the dance members and she turns around and grabs her ass cheeks and lifts them up and just puts them back but grabs her ass eight times you watch this video yeah, well not for that <laughs> the week the week the weekend is in as well and he's looking fantastic okay, in it okay. but uh but i was like here it comes and she did it and i was just like is it cute and hugo's like yeah but it's real cute he goes I fucking saw it already <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I think that's what I that that's per and I'm basing that as my favorite song of the year, on the fact that I'm pretty sure Spotify told me that I listened to it like ninety times wow. uh, in like two months. <laughs> and I was as I was saying, it was when we were listening to it when I I stream on Twitch every so often. I'll be playing like Resident Evil or fucking some brute like Outlast, and it'll just be me and just every hour and over you just hear tears in the club. <laughs> <laughs> Girls gonna be fucked up anyway. So what's your favourite song of the year? Um, well, again, I don't, like, I don't saying, like to label myself. I, saying, I don't like saying, to label. Not, it's not my favourite song of the year. It's my number one selection for this segment of the podcast where we talk about some of our favourite songs of the year. Just to clarify. I forgot you're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I like the other things that I want to talk about too. And I don't want them to feel left out, you know? I just want to make sure everybody's okay. Uh, my, my pick here is... Uh, the song God Turned Me Into a Flower. I thought you were going to say God Turned Me Gay was there. <laughs> you can interpret it that way if you wish, <laughs> I guess. Is it from... Who is it by? Why is Blood. Oh, spelt, no way! Yeah, spelt W-E-Y-E-S. Chloe got me on them. They're very good. For the Spotify, I was about to say. Spotify linked to that song. Yeah, amazing song. The whole album is stunning as well. I mean, it's very much... Similar to the album before Titanic Rising, but it's uh, just I'm obsessed with it. Um, it's it was a kind of a latecomer last year, you know. Um, it was like November, I think it came out. It's called like "And in the Darkness, Hearts Aglow" or something like that. The full, album is full title. The album, yeah, that stunning on, album. That was on some top ten list this year. It's yeah. great. I mean, it's it's like her her music is. I, I still haven't yet to I've. I, I stumbled onto her when you know, and I'm sure a lot of people did on the Titanic Rising album, uh, which was like 2019. And I still yet to go back to listen to the stuff that she did before then. But she's kind of like, it's it sounds. Oh, it's a, is it a solo female? Sorry, yeah, yeah, I've solo, cut across yeah, it again, but yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was. A, I thought it was. It uh, does sound like it could be a grindcore band, Wise Blood. Um, no, it doesn't. Uh, name some grindcore bands. Blood Incantation. They're a death metal band. Death metal, sorry. Cloud Rat. Cloud that could rat. be anybody. I'm a fucking bit of a Cloud Rat myself. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Cirrus. Seriously Cirrus. bad at segueing what, what, what into the you, next part your, of the podcast. What would your black metal name be? Because they all got like Nocturna Colton or Fenris. Fuck Nuggets. Fuck Nuggets. Enough <laughs> <laughs> said about that, the better. <laughs> um, but yeah, this song, I had to pick something off that album because I have... Ob- <laughs> What, you had a problem with fuck nuggets? <laughs> no, it's just, I just imagine. They're vegan, like, it's okay? Like, <laughs> you come out with like the fucking corpse paint on and like, you know, the bracers with the spikes out of it and says, this is our next song. <laughs> Whatever. Blood in a funeral mood. And then it's like, I'm fuck nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> we are fuck nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start a, a 
core band. We'll just put any kind band. of any kind of thing in front of it, whatever you want. Shrimp core. No, that's that's later. That's okay. later. That's <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, Wise Bud. Her voice is like, I don't know. It's to me, it's just so beautiful. It's kind of like one of those voices that like doesn't. It's not trying to sound modern, and it doesn't sound modern at all. The music does kind of sound modern at times, and her lyrical content would reflect more of like the time it comes from or whatever but she's got this really classic sort of Karen Carpenter kind of voice like oh lovely lovely sort of soft rock soft rock for the for the soft boys in the audience like myself you yearn to be Of that particular ditty. Can I um, say <laughs> <laughs> The particular what? Diddy. diddy. <laughs> That's a diddy. Diddy? Diddly eye. Alright, okay. Diddly, uh, oh, did, oh. Did, is that the word for a song? Well, the Sing thing a that diddy? goes. Can I just say, like, it might come across. Diddler, that's the problem. Yes. Yeah. We'll get into that. Okay. Um, the thing that goes through my head when the I hear Patreon music subscribers like that, only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in, by the way. That's not getting good. Ah, shucks. <laughs> well, can I just say, when I hear music like that, it might come across, it might be, sound like maybe ignorant or even stupid, but I find it extremely, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? There's something very amazing about listening to a musician still make music like that, mm. because like I would imagine like it's very difficult to pull off. I don't think it's a lot of what people would go for as yeah, well in yeah, terms yeah. of a commercial space. No, do you know no, what I mean? No. So, um, and to pull it off so effectively as well is phenomenal. I, I would sort of like that song has such a special place in my heart. Like after hearing it, yeah, it's somehow so sad, but really up like strong as yes. well, like uplifting. There's like this kind of, I think it's cause like her voice as well in the song, she has a kind of like range that she normally does, but she kind of really hits these like soulful, like, almost like Aretha Franklin belting moments of just like in in the verses and the song is so sparse and so simple and the songs that precede it are so luscious and like really orchestrated and like arranged like like Beach Boys Pet Sounds kind of buzz and like a lot of like chamber and baroque pop stuff like it's just really big sounding and then there's this song which I think is the last song on the first side of the record because I have the record phenomenal fucking album only reason I probably haven't put it higher is probably because I haven't haven't listened to it enough as much as the other ones are going to pick so I would feel less qualified to you know because it's only not that old it's like a couple of months mm. came out at the end of the year really um, but it is a stunning song It oh, if, if, if to me that is like again I'm not really a Christian I mean I'm technically a Christian or whatever and I have no judgment against you know I'm, I, I'm very pro uh, people to, to find ways to make their life easier and to uh find ways to encourage uh, help in their communities and nice things so I'm not anti-religious but god damn it if, if more religious music I mean I don't think it's even a religious song it's just like the phrase God turned me into a flower but there is something like that sounds like what I would hope church would 
be like to experience to me oh sure she's it's, better music a lot more people would go yeah yeah like that that song that song just lifts me uh, like in, uh, lifts me away into the clouds no I don't it was know, like even to use birds chirping which yeah, is what yeah, i thought yeah. was as like an ambient sound but then they're all almost. delayed and they're all, yeah, all weird like they're that's which is towards the end of the song. Um, no, I I thought that was and as well beautiful. like it's it gets very like like electronic and almost like you know sort of like yeah I got like what wall. you said when it was a future type of song because I was just like because I always find like see with songs like that right it's that a lot of people try and write them okay mm. and I find that because a, a lot of people do try and write you know the big slow mm. I'm a great singer but like where it falls is normally is the lyrics can be just yeah. shite music. That was like hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. I've used that phrase already, but you hitting on all cylinders. Like the vocal performances were fucking gorgeous. But then I was surprised to hear this kind of. Um, I use it way too much, but this kind of ethereal soundscape yeah. thing going at the because it starts off as quite like an or like not ordinary, but you know what I mean. It starts off, you know, it's a simple, back, yeah. strict, yeah. And then toward then when it went further, I was like, wow, there's there's there's, there's a lot going on here without fucking putting it in your face that yeah, there is exactly. a lot going on because as the song goes on it just builds all these little elements again I don't think there's any like drums or percussion in the song it's just more Actually, textures and more swirling there's yeah. not any drums no. but it gets so big sounding and so warm and I say it's the best song I think for me anyway that's my buzz yeah. maybe some people fall asleep listening to the Dead Kennedys that that keeps me up this puts me down um, fantastic song fantastic artist and yeah love it all right, I don't well, think of any more to say about her. We'll Check go her on out. to She's playing uh, with Vicker Street on the twelfth of February. I How much is it? Today. Probably like thirty quid. I'm guessing. That's not too bad. I'm definitely gonna try and get a ticket. If I get this job now, I will fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there, Barra's potential employers, give him the job. Woo! Even though this will come out definitely after the decision. I probably been. would have found out if I got it or not by the time this comes out. But if not, but if not, anyway, we're gonna go for a smoke break. I'm gonna check that's recording properly. Can you speak? Yep. Yeah, we're good. I'm a scat man. Right, so we're now into the. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to keep that in? I thought this was a sound check. No. Okay. Well, I can. It was, but I was just like, it's working, so might as well. Let's let's plow on. Right. We're into the album section, which means that this is where the heavy metal comes in. Okay. Well. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go through my my runners up. Yeah. And then I'll do my third. Okay. And then you do your runners up and then your third. Is that the that's yeah. seems like the best way to do it. Right. So albums. Uh okay. There was quite a few albums this year that I really, really, really liked. So I'm just gonna fire them off. Carter Ray Jepsen's The Loneliest Time, I thought was an amazing album, but it's just it's just Carter Ray Jepsen doing her thing, just writing standard pop bangers. Mm. Then there was Ithaca, They Fear Us, which was a metalcore album. I think they're from the UK. Um, just a really just a sounds metalcore is kind of one of these ones where most of the bands in it sound very derivative of everything else Ithaca are a band that actually sound fresh fresh so I thought that was a really good album Worm Rot uh, with their album Hiss which is a grindcore mm, album a little bit of Worm Rot did, you ever, did I ever show you Worm Rot before oh, I think I'm familiar with the old Rot of Worm they have a song called Blockhead Fuck Off ah Blockhead um, Fuck Off by yeah. the Rot of Worm or Fuck Off Blockhead whatever way it fuck is they're, they're very very good where are they from again uh, I believe mud. they're from Mud, Florida. No, are they from? Florida, into, they're they're from a very straight. They're from a country that you wouldn't really associate with grindcore. They're from Singapore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. Okay, my geography is terrible. 
Um, but yeah, no, Wormrod are very, very good. So the album Hiss. Um, it's a shame because the singer that's on it, they've lost him now. He's 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 decided to leave the band, and like I really liked his vocal, even though like grindcore vocals one of these ones that's kind of very hard to differentiate a good vocalist from. Wait, no, you know a good grindcore vocalist like the one in Pig Destroy is very good. Napalm Death, obviously Barney uh, is fantastic. But Wormrod were a very they're just the they're just a ve- they're a very good band. Um, yeah i'll move on from that uh venom prison erebus which we talked about on one episode um i think your one is from you know what i don't want to say because i got the last one wrong (laughs) parts unknown i think i think she's russian parts i've already i've already said it uh venom prison no uh politically charged death metal uh female vocalist larissa stupar absolutely i always pronounce her i'm probably pronouncing her name terribly but like god damn she was in a she was in a hardcore band called wolf down who were very good but uh we won't talk about them but uh yeah she is russian i got it right but um yeah no venom prison erebus i thought some of the most catchy fucking wearing their influences on their sleeve type of music that they did but also very much them like they had they had a song in response to george floyd that was fucking brilliant um gorgon sisters i think was a shining example of just a fantastic song of bringing some because they played like at the gates type style death metal like the swedish death metal but or gothenburg style and then just did their own thing with it which i thought was great um black braid uh black braid number one which we've already talked about thought that was a great album god alone are the only irish band that i have in mind uh etc or etc whatever way it's pronounced i think we talked about that we did an episode on that before as well mm. they're allowed some cork yeah, yeah, yeah. um just fucking mental and i think they're just going to go further I, th- I can only see them going up and i can just only imagine where they're going to go with it it's weird calling it a metal album because it just has so much dance in it mm. do you know what i mean like like it, and i don't want to call it experimental either even though it is there's some of it's quite out there type of stuff but it's not out there and like oh i've done a lot of mushies and all that kind of it's just they're just a very they're they're just very good i still can't get over how young they are mm. like they're 20 they must be 22 23 doing that for a fact mm. but uh brilliant uh that's number five and number four is charlie xcx's crash um as i said already it was a great album but it just not your favorite charlie release no not by a long shot it's it actually i might, I might go as far as to say yeah no it's not been her her best I don't even know no her best released oh no her best album was probably track not the one that track 10 is on pop 2 I'm not gonna rank it but it just I wasn't I just I really liked it mm. and it obviously was the gig that I saw her play mm. which is one of the best gigs it was ever at but just I just thought there was could have been just a little bit more with it. it was just too I don't know it there wasn't enough experimentation on, on it from her that I normally like but it was just very, it was still fantastic. I listened to the shit out of it. But um, how do you, pro- so this is my number three. How do you pronounce the word F-A-C-U-O-U-S? F-A-C-O, facetious? No. No, it's not facetious. It's Fact- like vacus. 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 So it means having or showing a lack of thought or intelligence. Wait, no, that can't be it. The vacuous. Vacuous. Is, is it vacuous? Is it, is it V? I think you said F for no. some reason. Oh, no, I said V. Okay. Oh, oh it is mind. vacuous. Yeah. I've been, I'm pronouncing it as vacuous. 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 So, um, 
their album Dreams of Dysphoria. The reason why I have it at number three is because so it's a dissonant death metal album, but it's a debut, and I've never heard a band sound this polished and uh, ferocious and confident on a debut ever. I, like it, it was one, and like I didn't see it on a lot of like because I normally go to like oh top metal bands of the year and all this kind of stuff. I saw it on I remember seeing it on a random review for Angry Metal Guy, the website, and um. When I saw it, I was just like, I like the cover of that. There's just something quite kind of cool about it. I'll show you the cover now. Um, I don't know what it is. I know there's a big feckin' cross on it. But it just looked oh, yeah. it just looked dissident as hell. And it's like, I've been really getting into dissident death metal. There's just something kind of cool about it, which is why I kept saying it to Aaron when we did the Skinner po- po- podcast. I was like, what is it? What is dissident? Is, is, but, there, is there a genre called dissonant? Dissident death, death metal. Yeah, yeah it's dissident death metal. But um, it just sounds like... It's one of these albums that just sounds so... Um, like, the vocals in it are so guttural and so disgusting and gnarly. And the drumming in it's fucking great. But there's just riff after riff after riff in it that's class. Like, there's a bit of hardcore ev- evidence that comes in it as well. Uh, elements that come in it as well. There's doom metal elements that I was not expecting at all. Mm. Uh, it's just one of these albums that I was just like, I can't believe this is a debut. Like, I, th- I think as far as I'm aware, they release a live album or a live recording on Spotify before they release this. And they had a demo as well. I think it was Cannabis is what it's called. Is that it? That must be it there. EP. Is it live? doesn't matter. But um, yeah, it's just one of these, like, and as I said, the re- I think the reason why I like it is just because young lads couldn't get over it. They're from London as far as I'm aware. And just song after song, I was like, this is fucking some heavy as shit stuff that's new. It's, well, sorry. It's new in a sense that it's a death metal. I feel like at this point it's been going for so long that it's kind of a tried and tested formula, isn't it? Like everybody knows what works. Uh, Everybody's kind of, familiar with classic death metal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, name one classic death metal band. Cannibal Corpse. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Gotcha. I suppose they are. They've been going since the eighties. I, I the, the main one to say if somebody ever asked you that question ever again for whatever bizarre reason, just say the band Death. Death. Yeah. They're not bro- the punk band death no the the metal band, metal death. band death chuck chuck Schuldinger, i think his name is did you ever have you ever listened to them oh man the riffs and that sounds sounds of perseverance one of the best death metal albums ever. i mean like you know speaking as an expert on death metal well, all, all death metal is derivative is of down with the sickness the, by disturbed you know i, mean, like, I hate and i'll hear no more said so about much. it but um yeah so <laughs> It's also like it's 32 minutes long, which is just so there's no filler at all in this. Everything, every single song is there to do what it's meant to do. So I won't play too much because I know most people who listen to this podcast do not listen to death metal. But I will show, I think, Matriarchal Blood, I think, is the, the song that will go with. Also, apparently the lyrics for this album. Matriarchal Blood. Matriarchal Blood, yeah. Right, apparently the lyrics right. for this album are disgusting, like proper horror-esque, grotesque kind of stuff. But... You'll when you hear the vocals and just how <laughs> dirty and kind of um, fuzzy the guitar the guitars have this amazing fuzziness to them that I just absolutely love with it. Um, you'll kind of get the bit. So this is Matriarchal Blood by what do we what, what way are we pronouncing the word vacuous? Vacuous. <laughs> vacuous. It goes like this. <laughs> no, it's guttural. It's guttural. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
was that song, Matriarchal Blood? Um, as I said, I was saying to you while we were recording, I don't know how you get it to sound that gnarly. Like, just I would imagine it's a producer's fucking nightmare to come in with a metal band. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I feel like I feel like it's not it's not as bad as I don't know as you might think. It, it, I'd say, what would you say? Actually, just out of curiosity, what would you say at the top of your head is the most pain in the whole music to record? Not pain in the whole, as in turn, but like, what would be the most difficult? I would imagine doing like an album like Big Thieves, trying to get it as that sound as much as possible you know I, like as I wouldn't say that because a lot of that album the sound of it is just uh, it's like just like it literally just sounds like that when they play yeah. you know so like you could probably record well, a lot that of not take music an, on does iPhone. that not take amazing effort to get it to sound that good like that it actually sounds no, like no the better there. the better the band is at sounding like that in the, in a room then the easier it is to record it you need to do less to it in some ways I mean not that they do nothing to it but whereas like metal always like you know it, to human ears for a lot of the time you know it sounds so loud you need to like tame it in the recording process in a way yeah you know you actually need to like bring it make it more easy to hear the individual elements rather than like live it's often in a great yeah, way poor bass players on metal <laughs> yeah. I'll do one more song of this album before we go on I think the next one to do should be Devotion I think is the one that I really liked which is the the title tr- the opening track also this album's called Dreams of Dysphoria I don't know if I said that I'll just play a little bit of it just to make, remind me get the gist yeah what i like about the album as i said i won't torture you too much zach with it yeah but, um, torture but no no but it's just i just know like torture <laughs> is sam smith to <laughs> me. <laughs> super bowl we can agree, show we can agree on that sam smith sia and nathan carter for it's me a- is hell or torture oh nathan carter yeah that's what most of my family up north listen to actually no listen fuck that would be st- interesting show to watch what sam smith sam nathan smith, carter and sia two? and nathan carter why see it? Just out of curiosity. Great on my ears. <laughs> respect her as a songwriter. Actually, really respect her as a songwriter. Did you hear about her film music? Yeah, uh, let's listen. <laughs> respect her as a songwriter and all. Just cannot hack her voice or her songs. But like she, like she's obviously writing hits. Well, she wrote. She, you know, I think um, the song was the song "Chandelier," not "Chandelier." Oh God. I think we've spoken on my dislike of that song. Or the, no, the, the, the one physical that, pain. The one I that we have spoken on that I genuinely Chandelier. think is one of the worst songs ever made is uh, "Hall of Fame" by the Script. Oh yeah, with Will I Am. Um, you can beat the best. You can beat the champion. You can I ge- beat the like. I genuinely think that is genuinely one of the worst. Next to "We Built This City on Rock and Roll," which I fu- oh don't you dare. Starship. Oh, I hate that song. It's kind of suck. Yeah, that's fun. Though. We built this city. <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, 
yeah, Vacious or whatever they're called. Whatever, anyway. <laughs> whatever they're called. With whatever their album's called is my number Draves three Dysphor- pick. Draves of Dysphoria. I swear to God, I've been listening to it all. I've been listening to it loads. I've been listen- so I've discovered it about like maybe two months ago. No, longer than that. And I just, as soon as it, it, it just clicked with me. Like, as I said, it's not reinventing the wheel in any sense of, the, in sense of what metal could be doing. Uh, not that everything needs to be doing that, but um, I just thought it was a fucking, it's, the snippets that we played, obviously you're just kind of getting uh, a snippet of just how fucking crazy heavy it is, but to listen to it at a full, fr- from start to finish, it's, I I think it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic album, especially, and as I keep saying, especially for a debut. Mm. Most metal debuts are v- from bands that even are f- like fantastic, like even Death Heaven's debut, who are like one of my all-time faves, would be one that I'm kind of like, oh, it's decent. Mm. And then you see the second album, you're like, fuck. So if this band can follow up the, that with the second album, it's, they're going to light the world on fire in a metal sense. <laughs> burn. Burn. <laughs> but yeah. And they're also from the UK, so I'm kind of hoping that they get a bit of a... Because most bands that get a bit of a hype in the UK tend to do a show over here, which would be sweet. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's my number three. What's yours? Good fucking question. Um, number three number three hey Barra can you just repeat the phrase number three number three uh, oh my god my phone's over there this is Don't awkward no honourable mentions honourable mentions oh yeah do your honourable yeah. mentions is just honorable to mentions just slow just down to buy time. Some time while I remember <laughs> my number three um, shout out to Pillow Queens Leave the Light On their second album yeah it's a great album particularly love the song Historian it's fantastic it's great as I said, the Fontangles, the Fontaines, the Fon, Fon Diddly Eyes, uh, those lads, the Skinty Fia album, it's great. Mm. Uh, Local Boy, fucking shout out to Local Fuck Boy, climbs me. the ladder. That's how long. That's how much really. I forgot that the, that album was this year. Milkshake, yeah. Milkshake, Pill Taste is a banger. The whole album is on his laps. Tax Haven, the opening song as well. Um, great stuff. Great mm. stuff. Um. So many things from this year. Oh my God, Angel Olsen, Julia Jacqueline didn't make it into my top three, even though I gushed I'm about it. I'm surprised at that. Yeah, I know. So am I. But I've just so many songs or albums, I should say. So many albums. Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes. Spoken about that one before. It's a fantastic album. We both had that for one of our yeah. episodes. Yeah. Um, but my number three is actually Viagra Boys. Oh, with is it World. actually? Yeah, it is. It is. It's on my phone. I wrote it down right. this morning. It's just such a fun. I was like moving a uh, house, you know, uh, from family house sold in, in Leakslip, moved out to Kilkenny. And one of the days I was like packing up, I was just like so tired and just like really lethargic, really didn't want, I was like so stressed by the prospect of the whole boxing and all the moving and all that. And then I was like, do you know what I need? I need Cave World. I need that. <laughs> fucking put it on. Oh, it's just so fun, start to finish. And we are going to see them as as soon as we finish We're this go podcast. Basically, see them. Play and that the was album. not connected to the reason. I mean, it is one of my top listened to albums of the year. Um, didn't make many appearances in my Spotify rap, but I think that's because I bought the record and I generally just listened to the album cover to cover. Um, it's one of their best crop of songs. You know, best batch of tunes. Lyrics fantastic as always. Musically, it's just they do their Viagra Boys punk, you know, disco thing, but they also have like the song, like, is it like ADD and Big Boy, which kind of introduce, oh no, ADD, attention, deficit, that's kind of more industrial, yeah, and then Big Boy is a kind of weird, like, 
honky tonk like drum machine-y kind of weird yeah like they're one of those bands that like when they go off script they tend to still do it with like it's like Jesus they're yeah. still able to do it and then there's like the I don't know and then just lyrically I just think he nailed it in like kind of like taking the piss out of the world and also in like you know certain conspiracy theorists and whatever I won't go too down but it's just it's just fucking it's just a cracker of an album um, as to pick a song um, I mean Punk Rock Loser is a great one doesn't really represent the album Ain't No Thief I think is is for me it was the first single but at the same time it just does sound like like you know they're, like they've done before. I'm trying to think of a good example to show off the album I don't have one it's all great <laughs> Um, Baby Criminal the first track is also really fun the whole thing as I say I can't the whole thing, the whole thing Return <laughs> to Monkey Um. You you get up that there and I will pick out a little I was example. Let's say it was like, what, what you, do you, want me? Out, you just call oh. out the tracks there. Actually, let me just have a look. Uh, I'm just gonna search on your phone for Viagra real quick. Trog the Dite as well. Tune. Cognitive trade off hypothesis. I would say I would say we'll give a blast of. <laughs> I think it's got to be Ain't No Thief maybe but no, no Baby Criminal go with your, no but go with your gut though like the one Baby Criminal because Ain't No Thief is quite harsh on the ears in some ways but I love the whole thing about like is it dissonant no it's kind of a little bit uh, not not much um, but yeah I love that whole lyrical thing in Ain't No Thief where he's just like describing these really fucking specific objects that he owns that he's like it's the same thing that you have, but it's not your one, but it's my one. Even though it's clear that he's stolen the thing from whoever he's singing to. Oh right, okay. It's like it's like you know like yeah, I got a it from a birthday Sky party Richie in script. 1993 <laughs> at Shrimp City Beach, whatever. Uh, yeah, your grandma gave it to me, and it's like, oh, uh, baby criminal. Go with baby criminal. Cool. She didn't like the thing. She stuck him out of his Microwaving batteries He even killed a squirrel And turned it into a Love them, uh, love all the lyrics. It's really silly, really fun. Also, like interesting, sort of, kind of like character studies in a small way, but also never as serious as that. Always kind of silly, always lighthearted. What, what you mean by that? As in, like you know, like the song where it's like creepy crawlies, and it's like you know they're putting microchips in the vaccine, but it's like he sings from the perspective of like a different person in like every song. That's what I mean by character studies. So oh. like you know like. Ain't no thief being like a fucking pathological liar or like Return to Monkey. Wait, I can't remember if Return to Monkey is sung from the perspective. I think it is sung from the perspective of someone who is like done with the modern world and is just going to go back to being a an ape. Back to the primitive. Yeah, like. yeah. But it's like commentary on, you know, uh, lots of things in the world and, and people and Making certain tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it's just such a fun album to listen to, start to finish, and got me got me through a lot of a lot of days where the road seemed long. Yeah, no, seemed a little all, shorter when I was grooving. I still think my favorite song by them was is it Worms? Oh, yeah. the same Worms that eat me will someday. Oh fuck eat me! Too. I remember hearing yeah. that the first time. And I was just like, and I I remember hearing it, and it was not in a good way. And I was yeah. just like, I fucking love this song. Yeah. <laughs> It did, I, but just like you'd be more you'd be more accustomed to their music than I would be like accustomed oh. what the hell was that oh that's your phone Niall Donnelly what's the crack Niall Hello? We, we're joined by special guest Niall Donnelly live on the podcast yes live on the podcast Niall what um, was your favourite album of last year my favourite album of last year was a, uh, a by call it was called um is that too much to ask? By uh, Cheekface, a indie punk group out of California in the states, college rock kind of stuff. Oh, but I thought it was very, um, very good. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay, you yeah. got a deep cut there from <laughs> there guest go, caller Nile Donnelly. Yeah, yeah. Um, am I actually being recorded on the podcast? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. are. You actually are. <laughs> very good. Well then, um, hello, podcast listeners. It is. Niall Donnelly from episode 15, 17, 17, 17, I was close, um, right, well, call me back when you guys are done podcasting, <laughs> <laughs> will do baby, love you, fantastic, love you, chat to you in a bit, chat to you in a bit, I actually think I got it, I think he was, uh, no, was he 21, oh, he was 14, he was 14, apologies, I got it wrong myself, that was gas, right, are we moving on to the next one, or do you have uh, more, yeah, right, we better so, actually be quick, we got about like 20 minutes. Oh, we do actually. actually yeah. We better be fucking super quick. Super quick. All right. Um, okay. My next album is, oh, it's a very easy one. I've already talked about it a little bit, was FK Twave's Capricorns. Oh, yeah. So um, it's actually a mixtape. It's not actually an album if you want to get real fucking pedantic about it. But what I would say, as I, I just repeated like what I was saying originally was, I always found FK Twigs' music, I was, but, like, I, thought, I, thought, I always thought it was brilliant. But um, with this with this mixtape, she kind of went into it with this attitude that I felt was just, I'm awesome. I'm going to make an album about me being not like, it's not an arrogant album by any way, but it's a very much a loving yourself album. Uh, I, I like, I, I read that um, even the title Capri Sons is not actually about Capri Sons, like oh, the what? fucking, uh, the, the, the drink. It's about Capricorn Sun. Uh, a driven, in control type of bitch was the quote that I got from her about it. Um, some of the fucking guests that she has on it are ridiculous. I'll go through a few. I know Matt. I know your man Matt from um, what do you call it? Uh, the nineteen seventy five is on it. Matty. 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 So let's see who's in it. Uh, Louis and the Yakuza. Uh, the know. Yakuza feature. I don't know why I said them. No, there's. Oh, oh sorry. So, uh, oh, sorry. I'm because so, we're so the weekend. Obviously, uh, Shy Girls on it for a really good song called Pappy Bones, and then we also have Rima, who has my favorite song on it, Jealousy, which I thought was a great song. Well, it's not my favorite song, obviously. Tears in the Club is my favorite song, and Georgia Smith does a thing oh, as yeah. well. One of the things actually I always forget about uh, FK Twigs is that she's British. I yeah. always forget that. 
completely because she has a very I thought she had a Amer- very American aesthetic to her music she kind of does in a way but um, and American features a lot of the time too like well, I'm thinking of that Magdalene I think and then she, she I think she has Arca back to do some of the production which she had on LP1 um, and the, like it's it's what's weird about it is is that I feel like it's her I hate the term going mainstream but I was a founder as I always said a very dense uh, pop artists to listen to like her music was very like there was that um who's giving it to oh what the fuck was it called in is it called in time maybe it is called in time she, but she always found her very dense and then this one I found is actually quite an accessible album but at the same time having these kind of like hyper pop elements to it there's some kind of weird soundscape ambient shit going on with it as well that I really enjoyed um I know we're stuck for time, so I'm gonna just I'm just gonna get through it. I'll I'll pick. Okay, I'll say one. I'll say two more things. Yeah. Vocal changes in it are incredible because it's I'm used to her doing falsettos and stuff for most of the songs that she does, not all the time. Just there's a, an incredible range that I haven't seen before, and the Afro beat and dance hall beat uh, elements that are involved in it are very much appreciated. But I think if we're because we're stuck for time. To give a standout tune, I'm going to go with... Oh, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. I'm going to go with... Do you know what? I'm going to go with Jealousy. I'm going to go with Jealousy. Um, oh, but I also like the one with Georgia Smith. No, I'll go with Jealousy. I'll go with Jealousy. Jealousy put on me Get any feelings way too deep Jealousy put on me That's why your mind's on mind's on So, love that song. And actually, just because I'm just going to do it anyway, real quick. I'm also going to. Sh- <laughs> I'm just going to show the Georgia Smith one because I love Georgia Smith. Um, I think you like Georgia Smith oh, as well. Yeah. So this song is fucking brilliant. It's called Darjeeling. Like the T. Is it? Is that Darjeeling? D A R. No, fuck. It's a different T. J E L. Like there's some like like okay. Just to go through, ride the dragon. Amazing intro. There's one called Pamplemousse. That's like, it's like a minute and a half long. It's like, why wasn't this a full song? But uh, no, the Georgia Smith one, because the features on this, there's eight prominent features. The Georgia Smith one's really good. I'll play that real quick. That's me talking about FK Twigs. <laughs> <laughs> Tune, yeah. What? 
Oh, no, I think Colorful. Like, I do think it's really good, but like obviously we're we are actually stuck for time. But if I could talk about it all day, I just think instrumentation wise, a fantastic mixtape. Um, really different to everything she's done before. Um, I find that it's a, a refreshing thing that it's a very confident album. In that, like, I remember Magdalene was a breakup album, and it was very sad. It sounded like she, like it's just it's, it's such, awful sad. It was awful, but it's amazing to have her this album, and she it just sounds like she's just like fuck it I'm having a positive thing I still have stuff that I want to talk about in a serious manner but I'm just doing something completely different which I think a mixtape is an amazing outlet to do because you don't have to stick I think with an album people want you to stick with a particular theme or something like that where a mixtape is like it's a mixtape I can fucking do whatever I want with other people speaking of doing whatever the fuck you want with music uh, my number two yep which I'm only picking this as number two Again, I can't do lists. I can't do orders. Bar, please stop unbuttoning your trousers. I'm fucking butting it up. <laughs> anyway, uh, my number two, which is most likely my number one, but I've talked about it before, so I'm making the other album that I've never spoken about number one. <laughs> um, Big Thief, Dragon, New War Mountain, I Believe in You, which sounds like something an anime character would say. I kind of thought it had to be that at some point, to be fair. Yeah. It's an amazing album. It's incredible. Um, I've already spoken at length about it I'll just say this is I've still from a year almost a year almost a year since we spoke about it before like nearly because it was like I think it was like no. February 4th or something a, I remember doing a painting of Adrian Lenker I can tell you February when. 4th uh, just look up when the album came out and we no, were talking I look, about because I, I, I remember the re- episode being released oh, yeah. um, um, the episode was released Then in Prison was the, the album that I talked about that particular mm-hmm. episode that was released on the 4th of March Wow, so it's a long yeah. time ago, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just incredible. Adrian Lenker killing it at the top of her game. The rest of the band killing it. It's like so many different things, like a mixtape, except it's two hours long and it has not a minute of filler. In fact, it's the only kind of... Al- well, not the only, but it's an album that I kind of listen to where I just think of a song that I like, whether that's like Promise is a Pendulum or like fucking a, a blurred, blurred View or like um, change I'll just think of a random song from the album stick it on and then just play the rest because mm. it all kind of flows together so lovelily lovelily I just the one shining aspect of that and we touched on in the last thing that we were talking about I just can't get over the production on it mm. it's I like because I've listened to there's very few albums I listen to even like live albums like studio albums I think Electric Ladyland is a fantastic example of a studio album that just sounds like you get the liveness of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know if the intention, well, it must have been if we're talking about it, if the intention of the Big Thief album was to sound like it's live. But, but it just is the, live. It is live. Literally, they just play in a room and record it. Yeah. Like the way we're recording this podcast, mm. they just like have their instruments. The drummer plays quietly, which is a big help for that kind of sound. Get Freddy in there and see how quiet. it goes. <laughs> no, it's just that if you're well, but when you're recording, you got to play drums softer. But if you are like, but then live, you know, you can't have soft drums for a rock gig live. It just doesn't work. Like mm-hmm. as in live. But for Big Thief, it, the, the, yeah, he he he's a soft touch when he wants to be. And yeah, they literally record it live. There's a vid- one of the music videos for the song is just the recording session. Over oh, is it? Yeah, okay, I need to uh, Red that Moon, I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's incredible. Change. All I'll say is that the first track, 
I have come back to, I think, the most. I don't know why it wasn't in my Spotify thing. Probably because I have the record and that always dilutes my Spotify wrapped a lot. Is but like sure, listening to the record. Your Spotify wrapped doesn't necessarily mean it's your favorite no, Like Death Heaven, yeah. Death Heaven never appear in but my, it does in in my way, Spotify wrapped. You know what I mean? It, it does like, in it a way. Technically, like when I was moving around on my phone, I was listening to that. But like when I'm at home, I listen to records. So that one got so many spins. Changes is, is a timeless, unbelievable song. I think. Change <laughs> It's a great lineage of songs about change. You know, you've got Changes by David Bowie. You've got uh, Deftones have a song called Changes. You got Changes. House of Flies. Uh, Big Thief and King Gizzard also released a song last year called oh. Changes. I said I wasn't going to mention it when I fucking did. Let's Black move Sabbath. on. We're running out of time. I'm going through changes. But yeah, okay. that's my number two, Big Thief. I've talked about it before. It's incredible. Right. Blah, blah, now, blah. now look, Barris, number one. enough, my number one, we've already talked about it. So I don't really need to go that much on about it. But um, I will say uh, it's an album that got me back into Grindcore, which I never really <gasps> escaped out of. Do you know what it is, actually, if you can take a wild guess? Ink breath. Nope. Cloud rat. Cloud uh, rat. Fuck. <laughs> they actually, when I shared the artwork of the last episode, they shared it and messaged me going, this is awesome, which is pretty sweet. But um, Awesome, dude. Fuck you. No, I just mean, I just, I, no, no, no. no. That fuck you. No, that wasn't a dick. I was just trying to picture an American person. Are they American? Fuck you. Yeah, they are. They're from Michigan. I was just picturing like, awesome, dude. Like Americans, you know? Oh, I don't think they're like that. <laughs> I'd, like, they really, like they, they were, when I was chatting to them, they're Cloudrat is an actual animal. They're adorable as well. So I don't they know why the band are called Cloudrat. Uh, no, they're like monkeys. I'll show you a photo when we're on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I just... It's the album, they released two albums last year, actually. Just um, Threshold, I just... There's just something about it, like... Because again, I think it's the same with the the, the third metal album, but that band that I can't pronounce. Um, they didn't really invent the reinvent the wheel. They just made a really solid album. Mm. So like, the metalcore influences were amazing. There's something very immediate about their music, and I'm not talking about the speed. In just the, there's <laughs> there's something that like sounds important and integral to listen to. I think what I really enjoy about it most is that the the singers, what's her name, Madison, I think her name is. Just her vocals, the way that she does it is this shredded kind of wretched, like, I need to get this message to you rather than just this kind of like, it's heavy for the sake of he- heaviness. It just, it's it's almost an instrument in itself with the way that she does mm. the, the, the harsh vocals as much as the guitar and as much as the drum is. And the drumming in is fantastic as well. And there's these beautiful moments of just like, just fuck, like, I, I think like one of the most kind of just, kind of just fucking heavy shit songs that's like again in this idea that something sounds important is the song 12 22 2019 i think it's what's called i got that completely wrong it's definitely not called that um i won't play that one but 12 22 09 i almost got it right but um i think to sum it up i think in the best way like oh there's so much songs that i love like i love cusp uh listening ear is brilliant um Aluminium Branches Corset is amazing Of course it's really fucking good uh, Okay I'll tell you what You have a choice Which one do you want here? Corset Inner Controller Or Aluminium Branches Aluminium Branches Right Okay that's the one we'll go with But this is This is my favourite album of the year Also I think the album cover is amazing But just yeah uh, It genuinely got me back into Grindcore Completely Full heartedly Like I used to just listen to God, like Napalm Death 
full of hell and all kind of stuff. I was already into it, but this made me go full for leather on it. But yeah, this is uh, aluminium branches. smooth sultry sounds of cloud rat with their <laughs> hit single aluminium branches you are listening to the midnight hour here with Barra carlin but yeah no um the album genuinely has a very special place in my heart i i just can't get over how um i just can't get over how gr- like it's just such a good album and for a band that experimented in a dark wave album before that like i th- i think from an outside perspective of not being a huge fan of them beforehand um, I thought they were going to steer away from it. I was like, oh, I just got into them when they're doing like their Death Heaven thing there where they go fuck off, make a Morrissey album. But um, I will, okay, I'll tell you what. This is how much that I love the band in a year of listening to them. For every band that I love, I normally have one t-shirt. Yeah. I bought two t-shirts. <gasps> I have two Cloud Rat t-shirts. Two Cloud Rat t-shirts. Yes. And I have a rule that as long as the t-shirt still fits me, and or uh, or I haven't lost it. You're only allowed one band T-shirt per band, and I have two Cloud Rat T-shirts. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's into you. It's into me. Okay, let's go. Number one album of the year for me is by. Uh, it's called Painless, and it's by Nilifer Yanya, who was a new discovery for me this year. Despite the fact she you released an album, that once. I know I've never mentioned it once <laughs> to you in my life. I knew as soon as I heard that album, I was like, I've never mentioned this to Barra because one day I'm just gonna hit him with a curveball and just be like, Yeah, I fucking loved, I adore this album. What's it is, annoying now is we're low on time. Yeah, and I'm probably yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna really fucking like oh, it. Gonna, I want to listen to the rest. You never of heard it. of her? No. Oh, okay. So English, Turkish singer songwriter. Her second, she had an album before. Second album, it's just slaps. She has like poppy melodies, but something about them to me always feels kind of off or like insecure. Purposely but not off. purposely. Oh yeah, purposely. Yeah. Like something just feels a little off, even though it's like super catchy. But then the music is like really like nineties alt rock, but also elements of like slightly you know industrial or hip-hop or like little bit sprinkled and out like, as well i just mean in like textures like okay. sometimes the drums just sound like <laughs> like that like on the song uh is it chase me i think um but incredible album it just it, for me it it I, it flows so fucking well between songs i think she's got a really unique sound that somehow the songs are all like you know, compositionally totally different, but vibe, atmosphere, and like sounds wise flows so fucking cohesively. Um, the opening track, The Dealer, is one of my favorite songs of the year. It would have been in my top three songs, but I was like, I'm going to talk about the album. 
the song Midnight Sun is the big, I think one of the big hits, and so is Stabilize. But like, I'll give you a quick blast of, okay, go yeah. for go for Stabilize. Oh, no, go for the, uh, the Dealer first for about 30 seconds. And then just, that's the opening song. The drum beat as well is just crisp, crunchy, heft, gorgeous. It's got such a fucking groove that hits you like an uppercut in the chorus. Where like, I didn't the bass realize comes that in. I'd already knew this. Oh yeah, the Barra apparently already had listened to that song and had liked it. Then you've got like the last song on the album is incredible, called like Another Life, which is like a much more like synth poppy '80s kind of sounding thing, which is a lovely way to round off the listening of the full album. The song that fucked me up the most this year was the song Troubles, and I don't necessarily know why, because like her lyrics are kind of vague. But not in an annoying way. Like you know, there's a feeling there, and there's an intensity there. Mm. But it's not like, it. You know, everyone who interprets the song will interpret it a different way, which is which is commendable. And it, when it's done right, you know, yeah. sometimes it's done terribly. Is done like, it, just like throwing shit at the wall way. But with her, I really love the way she writes. I love her voice. It's very soft. Do you her get voice, a but it's very powerful. Vibe off her. Off some, yeah, like there's such a wide influence of stuff on this album, but it ultimately sounds like this album, you know, and it's gonna I stick with me I for a while. Where I saw it, because like as soon as I saw that I'd liked the song already, I was like, I must have saw it on yeah. some playlist. Have you heard the song Midnight Sun? I can check. <laughs> Scro- s- swipe I can up literally like go four to four or five songs. No, I can just go to artists like yeah. songs. I have two like songs by her. Midnight Sun's yeah, the oh, other yeah, one. Yeah, Midnight Sun's <laughs> the other one. Stabilize as well as an absolute. Banger. Painkillers name the album. Painless. Oh, painless. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's. You know why I think me. I liked it. I've been listening it. to that since like February or. Do you know something. why I think I liked it? Was February? the al- was the album cover I saw? At yeah, first, the album cover. I remember the album well. cover. But like, I just see like mental looking. It's like some outsider art shit. It's awesome. I, it's a, it's a kind of album that I. It had such an impact on my. I wouldn't have thought you'd go for that stuff. I wouldn't have thought you'd go for it, to be honest. This is a massive, like, a massive... What's the word? Sometimes, like, I I had been dreaming of making music, or not dreaming, like, been making kind of music that's not released, so it's still a dream in a Mm. sense. It's just there. That is, like... Then I heard this album that was like, oh, shit, that's what I've been... That's the sound, that's the feeling, that's the atmosphere that I've been trying to fucking write and someone has just come across and just nailed it. Whole album cover to cover. Love this album so much. Again, the Big Thief album is the best album of the year in my opinion. Like right. in terms of if you're if you're if you're given awards and points and whatever, if it was the Grammys, if the Grammys made sense, it's Big Thief for me. But that album I just think needs Again, it's not that she's not obscure. You know, it's it's well, popular. Not a, if I found but I think, her, she's I think not her a, yeah. singles might be more popular than the full album and her like Right. I I can't get enough of it. It's incredible. So it's actually do you know what that just remind Actually, do you know what her, do you, I don't like from listening to just a snippet there. She reminds me of do you ever listen to Saul Williams? No. 
Oh, what? Oh, man. You should Drop listen to Saul Williams. Saul. Drop the ball on Saul. I'm sorry. Oh, you'd really like Saul Williams. Just this, just a great singer, great vocalist, can rap. And just this, uh, from what I gather from just the short, uh, short amount of listening to that, and obviously I've heard the song. Give, give, give the song Troubles a go. Right. Right. Actually, do we have time? I probably don't have time. Well, Owen's coming up here anyway, so we do have oh, time. Okay, we do have a little bit of time. Yeah, give the song Troubles a go. Again, this is the other side, like a much softer, more introspective kind of song. Do you not know? And if there's a reason why I stay, but there's a little time I bet this hurts nobody's for me. And is it difficult? Is it temporary? Seems impossible. Place you're looking for. While that was recording I asked Zach Do you want to talk about the lyrics Because they Barrett look I was looking at the lyrics on the Spotify lyrics, they look Great like feature they look like It's they underused I imagine the lyrics I read lyrics I lyrics to songs all the oh time Oh man I, I, I kind of took for granted that it was there And then I was like Wait a minute I can read the lyrics It's annoying, like It actually is kind of upsetting when you listen like Especially to metal bands When you can't understand what the fuck they're saying It'd be nice to know what yeah, they're actually yeah. singing about Um but but uh but yeah, her lyrics I I love her lyrics because do you mind if I read them out just a little sure, bit? Sure, yeah, I yeah. Saw the, the 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 line about a, uh, the I have to rewind it back here now, but um there was something about acid. Yeah, when we wake, try and change my mind. There's a way to be lonely. Acid bites gonna cut these lines. I don't know why the acid bites. It's acid bites gonna cut these lines. It's the way that you hold me. I yeah, saw, yeah, that's a gorgeous line. She, and as you as well, will you will. You, Explain what you were saying to me. What I was saying, what I love about her lyrics in this album, because like I was like, I've been listening to this album for like close to a year. It came out in I think March or something like that, and out, um, I've been listening to it like nonstop the whole year. Same with the Big Thief album. Same with every King Gizzard album that they've released. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I realized today I was like trying to write notes about talking about it. I'm not messing. Our lift to go outside. <laughs> To Here. go to the Viagra Bros is outside. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, love that album. Love Farah. <laughs> We've got to go. We've got to return to Monkey. That's hilarious. All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I thought we'd have more time, to be honest. That's all right. Sorry about that, Zach. But yeah, Nila Friyanya, if you check out any of my recommendations, I think that one is the one. She's incredible. She's going to go places. Her guitar playing, stunning, lyrics, immaculate. Kind of pop songs, but grimy. Yeah. Anyway, I really like that. Yeah, I like that. Song. She doesn't, soon, she doesn't sound like Saul Williams, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, obviously, like and share the podcast if you like it, and uh, let me know if you like it by on Instagram at whoarthoutpodcast.com. It's not dot com. <laughs> it's on Instagram. Bye, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> So that is myself and Zach's best of 2022 episode done. I'm so sorry that we had to finish it up so early, but unfortunately our lift literally, as you probably heard, was directly outside the house. We had to run and get it to see the Viagra Boys, which was an amazing gig. But uh, thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, uh, please give us a follow on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. It really does greatly help us out. And you can check us out on Instagram at the Who Art Thou podcast. And you can check Zach out at um, Lil Sis that's C-I-S 
And on top of that, just have a lovely bank holiday weekend. And we'll be back again next week for a more interview-based podcast. I have a couple of guests lined up that I'm very excited about that we have on. So um, we'll see you then. Have a lovely weekend. And bye-bye.